is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. Okay, guys, welcome. Today we've got a hot seat with the man Keith. Now, you guys will recognize that Keith is a previous presenter or um, leader on a former hot seat. And um, lots of you have asked questions around Keith. Uh, lots of you have reached out to Keith, etc., etc. So in true one-to-many fashion, we're going to um, go straight to that point and we're going to have Keith on the call again today. And as we are now in the middle of the process of building up data sets, so for new members existing members you know how important it is the old school recruiter goes out picks up picks up the phone they send out crappy linkedin blasts they send out uh 100 or a thousand two thousand five thousand whatever it is blasts on mailchimp and all that rubbish that um recruitment does we're not about that we're about a process we've got the data we've got the system and we've got inbound around one of our strategies and today we're going to focus on that so just to recap the primary focus of the last two weeks, this week and next week, is around data. It's the most important asset in your business. Cannot stress that enough. When you sell your business, investors want to see you've got a process, and it starts off with the data sets. So if there's 10,000 clients in your marketplace, you should have 10,000 clients in your database. Now, of course, you, you're never going to get it 100%, but we're always working towards that 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100. That's what we're moving towards all the time. And your business is going to grow and your data set will grow. You let the old school recruiters go out there, pick up the phone and do their one-to-many and go network and go for coffees and the other stuff that makes me cringe. Let them go on with it. We're not about that. We're about data sets. We're about getting into a process. Then we've got the inbound. This is just for what we call a campaign. So this is not referencing authority. It's not referencing attraction. It's not referencing um, any of the other content pieces. This is just about a campaign. Andy, I need clients now. Andy, I need candidates now. What do we do? What do we do? That's what we're focusing on, a campaign. So this isn't the only thing you'll do in your business, but it's going to be one of the first things you do do in your business. It's something that will run your business every single day until the environment changes. And I reckon, as I said on last week's call week before, we need to be thinking about all of us. Three-year exit plan. If I want to exit my business in three years, what do I need to have in place? So I'd be focusing, if I was you, what can I do in the next three years? And the strategy we're using here, it may well get... um, blocked out it may well get um uh, manipulated so we can't use it and again we'll go out and create another new strategy but as it stands we need to really be focusing on double r double r and making this a key pivot of your business of getting campaigns so this is huge cannot stress it enough the previous two weeks this week and next week are huge they are the most important things you're going to do in your business to get direct clients and candidates bar nothing you must do the content you must do the authority pieces I don't want to be associated if anyone's been inside the inner circle they've used double R double R and nothing else because all you're going to do months and months down the line is have um, a really really big spike for a three four five months but your position would be hell we're not about that but what this does is give you traction. When you combine it with the content, we've got something so, so powerful. So today, primarily, we're going to focus on the data sets. But then because Keith is doing some really cool things, and lots of you have asked us about this, how's Keith built up the data sets? We covered this on a previous hot seat. We're going to go through um, an updated version. Secondly, 
Keith's now got a business whereby originally he had an office and he had, he can share a story himself in a second. Now he's got a remote business. And some of you might remember Keith's outcome was, Andy, I want to be working from my laptop. And I'm pretty certain, Keith, you referenced Barcelona on the previous hot seat. And uh, I know from the emails we've had and the conversations that you're looking to now get to, I believe it is Thailand for a period of months. So working literally from your laptop. Not, not everyone wants that, but you only get that ability when you've got a systemized business. So even if you want to work in an office, if you get that systemized you're something you can scale the living backside out of so important and number three how's keith changed his role in the business this is so important so we've been brought up in, in recruitment this is your role as a recruiter and most of it's bullshit most of it's bullshit um essentially you're, you're told to act in a certain way and behave in a certain way and it's the old school way of really what's clever about that process nothing we're a business owner we're looking to create a business that's worth whatever your figure is you know um i don't know what your figure is get to the first six figure month it could be looking to get you first whatever your figure is but we're a business owner we're not inside the business doing jobs that are menial and really well it's, it's not productive for your business so those are three phases we're going to go through we'll go through them one at a time as we go through part one part two part three i'm going to ask you to list every single question Every single question, and I really want you to ensure, bang, 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 it comes out, guys. So let's get the questions out now to give fairness to Keith and fairness to everyone else in the group. Make sense? So that said, let's get into the session. So first off, I've asked you already to put in your your wins and your lessons. I'm going to go through those in a second. Uh, For me, I just want to share a couple with you. Now, I'm not actually sharing, and you know who this is. Um, If I'm allowed to share your name, um, please do. You know who you are. Um, so this is really, really cool. This chap's now, of course, his first ever seven-figure year. He's actually sent me a, an image when the checks come in, but of course, I've hidden it all. And, and true to my word, I'm not going to share it as you requested. Um, but if I can share any of the details, let me know. If I can even share your name, let me know. Be awesome. But on course for first seven-figure year. Now, why is this important? Because what he shared with me here is base metrics. So when he joined us, he had 1,500 in his network, clients, candidates. Now he's pushing 8,000, 10,000 before the end of the year. That in itself is going to six, seven times the, the business in terms of the actual traction inside the business. But the reason why this is one of my wins of the week is because it's the basics that are being done. The basics of, right, Andy, I've, I've read this book. Andy, I've done this. I've done, okay, are we doing the basics? The first 90-day plan that we got, the first 90 days inside a new niche or on, on a new desk, we've got the plan laid out for you already inside the inner circle. Have you applied it? The basics are what give you the big outcomes. Don't think there is a big red button, although double R, double R in some ways is a little bit like that in, in the way it works when it's up and running. It's the basics that are going to get you the big outcomes. So for my win of the week, it's this. It's the basics of creating outcomes. And it's understanding the metrics here. And the metrics, actually, those LinkedIn metrics are not, that awesome, but it's the fact he's on top of the metrics, and his network's gone from fifteen hundred to eight thousand, pushing for ten thousand by the end of that should be year, not week. On course the first ever seven figure year. That's the, so the lesson here, guys, is the basics are what are going to give you the big outcomes. Can't stress that enough. Second win of the week is Ricker. Holy Kit Kats. I had six discovery sessions, two signed contracts worth hundred k. So I sent Ricker videos back last night saying awesome. Um, what if we could close four out of those six? That might be 200K. What if we could close six out of six? That could be 300K. As always, part of my job is to give you the strategies that work, but also is to push you. But the reason why she's also a winner of the week is because Rick went through um, the process. Oh, we've used this and it didn't work. And okay, let's look at what, what, um, what happened. What was the data you used? 
And she shared the metrics with me. Now, she's tweaked a few things, literally just tweaked the template. I mean, tweaked a few words. Not sat there and made 100 new calls or worked an additional 50 hours that week. She's tweaked a few words in a template. And she's gone through this process and now got 100K worth of um, a business there. So the win, second win of the week is Rika. And it's the whole mindset around iterative. It's about manning up. It's about manning up. You're in a business here. If you run a process that someone else can make work and you run it, shit, it hasn't worked. What are you going to do? You're going to say it doesn't work? Why can't it work for another 50 people right as we speak? So she's changed a few words. Come to me, Andy, this didn't, this didn't convert quite so well. Okay, send me the template. Send me the metrics for the data. Send me the metrics for the open, the reply, the inbound. Send me the metrics. And very quickly, we can see it. And so we just identified, tweak a few bits inside the template. So it's not about making more calls. It's literally changing a few words. So the win here, it's not the biggest money in the world, but the, the, the lesson, guys, is iterative. You've ran a process. It didn't work as well as you wanted to. Okay, what are you going to do? It doesn't work. Throw toys out of the pram. If you were sat in an office in the old school ways, you make 50 phone calls. It doesn't work. What are you going to do? Make another 50? Yes, that's what most recruiters do. We're not about that. It's about iterative. So the reason why members are now with us for year on year on year is because it's iterative. And the reason why Keith's on the call today, and it's one of the lessons that Keith gave us on the first hot seat, was about it being iterative. So what if you get 50% um, reply rate on one? How can you get it to 60, 70? So Rick here, fair play to her. He's got two signed contracts out of six calls. How can we get four signed contracts out of six calls? How can we get 12 calls? See what we're doing? So it's about identifying the constraint and thinking smart. It's not about the old school way of working hard and all that rubbish. It's about identifying the constraint in the business, which brings me on to the next. Ricker is the most outgoing person I think I've ever met inside the inner circle. And I really, really mean that. And there's a lot of you inside the inner circle who've got a lot of energy. But one of the things that came out was, listen, the leads are coming in, but we're just not getting them across the line. And we identified, well, Ricker um, shared with me, and I'm putting you on spot, Ricker, but I was putting the video yesterday to you. I'm now going to use you as a, um, I'm going to, makes you um, follow through on your word. But she wasn't, she had the leads coming in. Yeah, can we speak? Da, 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 da. Wasn't getting across the line. Doesn't actually like speaking to the client. Right, constraint. Okay, let's get someone in to take them over the line. We don't need an A-star recruiter because the client is coming to us. We need someone to get it across the line. Just identifying the constraint and fixing it. So that's another lesson for you guys. There might be parts of your business you absolutely hate. You might hate actually the phone. You might hate, even though the client's coming to you because we can money at 2 o'clock, you might hate that bit. You might hate the marketing bit. But the constraint in the business is where you focus, and that's where the scale will come. We've covered it on other sessions. You've got a particular genius. You've got a genius. And that's where you need to focus. And it might be you actually do hate actually the whole the client part of it, but you've got a genius. And the reason why Keith is on the call today is outside looking at Keith – once he's hit go on this and he's got his mind into, shit, this works, he's got his mind into, right, my job's actually not to do the doing. My job's to actually become a puppet master. So your genius might be different. Some of you love the fact you've got to speak to candidates. Some of you want to keep talking to clients. Awesome. Set your business up in that way. Lots of you don't want that. Lots of you only work in two, three days a week. That's where you need to be focusing then. Get the business set up in that way. That's where we need to be moving towards. So the constraint in the business, you might be a brand new business or you've got um, no clients, no candidates. Right, the first constraint, we need to get clients and candidates now. We need to get them in now. 
The next constraint would be, Andy, shit, I've got too many clients. I've got too many leads. What do I do? Right, let's fix that constraint. Andy, I've got too many candidates. What do we do? Let's put a filter in place. But what Rick has done here is identified the constraint. She's looked internally. You know what? This marketing bit I love. I actually don't like that final bit. Good. Let's fix it. So the lesson there, guys, and to go through those again briefly again and write these down, number one, it's the simple things that give you the big results. Creating a seven-figure business comes from the simple things. It's not from something clever. It's not from shiny object syndrome. It's not from applying 20 strategies at once. It's applying from just three, four at once. So with this chap, I've already said to him, next year, great. So you're on course for this. I've already said to him, right, what are we going to do next year? Let's not sit on this and celebrate. Let's pat each other on the back a little bit. And he's always promised to take me out for dinner when he comes to the UK. But let's next year, okay, let's see if we can get the seven figures this year. What if we do? What's next year about? Is it completely removing you from the business so you're not in it anymore? Or are we looking to get to two million, bit, two million, three million? What's the outcome we're looking for? So understand the simple things will get the big results, but don't rest on your laurels. And the reason why I gave you a call to arms two weeks ago about double R, double R, some of you are very, very proud and excited because suddenly you've got this business and all these cool things are happening and you're not working anywhere near as hard as you were. And once you're up and running, that is. Yes, it's hard to get up and run. You've got to move. Don't sit back on it. How can I double what I've done already? Ryan went from, was it 2K a month, Ryan, to 30, 40K in, in two weeks. Right, awesome. How can we make sure that happens again next month? Or how can we make sure we get 100K within two, three months? How can we make sure what? Let's not rest on it. It's the simple things that will make it happen. Secondly, iterative is the key lesson here, guys. Go through a process, share the metrics, then we can improve. So if you don't share your metrics, I can't help you. Thirdly, what's the constraint right now? What do you need to fix right now in your business? If you've got no clients and candidates, and right, is it the right thing to be focusing on tweaking the font on your website? Well, I've made it explicitly clear you must get this campaign running. What's the constraint right now? Andy, I've read about this new ATS system that so-and-so has just released, and it's meant to be um, all singing and dancing. It makes you a cup of tea in the morning and walks a dog. Yeah, wonderful. How much money are you bringing in right now? Are you, are you happy where it is? That's what we need to be doing. So the lessons for me are around the wins this week. Now, you might remember Keith. He was on Get Paid More and Work Less Before. You might remember Humonics is the company. You might remember he had 483 candidates for one of his first campaigns. He shared his metrics with us, some really, really cool stuff. But you also remember what he said was about dabbling. But when he got into it, he made things happen. Now, look at his metrics here. 94% for one two-week period. The average is 75%. Currently 82%. That's as in clients, or in this case, candidates, coming to him. Coming to him. All of his business interviews from June is all through these strategies. So the lesson here is application. And the reason why we've got Keith on the call is because Keith has been a fair few times now, people have come to me on a literally almost a daily basis. How did Keith do this? How did Keith do that? Why is Keith doing this? And he's, he's used the templates, and we shared Keith's template. He's done this. Oh, and a few people have never reached out to him, but I want to make sure Keith doesn't actually become um, completely just answering questions to you, so he's on the call today. So why this second hot seat? Well, the first is the following. He's moved from the office into remote. He's got remote recruiters now. Secondly, he's realizing it's an iterative process. Business is iterative. I mentioned last week my wife's reading that book, A Life, a Life Less Travelled. 
In life, there's problems. They're always going to come up. I guarantee you, the strategy we've got now around double R, double R, it's going to get blocked out within, I don't know, it might be a year, it might be five years. Hopefully, who knows? We have to come up with new strategies. It's iterative. Next, he's systemizing the business. Next, he's understanding it's one step at a time. This is so important, guys. Don't go in and go, shit, I've spent four weeks doing this. It's not working. And I've got something really funny to tell you in a second. We're going to share how he gets his data sources. We're going to share how his role has changed. We're going to share how he no longer looks at CDs and how he makes that happen. And how his now his key role is working on the business and implementing the inner circle strategies. So we're going to go through three parts. Number one, data sets. Now, again, all of you, every single one of you, there isn't one of you on the call. Every single one of you are going to be using or are using this strategy. Some of you are doing better in terms of metrics. Some of you are not doing as well. Some of you are using it in a more scale way. Some of you are starting out. All of you, every single one of you are going to do it. This is the most important thing in your business. It must run every single day. But again, if you just do this and nothing else, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot in months to come. But we must get this running. So we're going to break it down to data. How do we get the data? I.e., how do we get a list of clients? How do we get a list of candidates? Secondly, how's Keith now got this business whereby he's got remote recruiters? So he sits at home on his balcony and he's got recruiters doing the hard work. How does that happen? He's going to share it. So, by the way, some of you call um, call these guys account managers. Some of you call them um, consultants. Um, some of you call them recruiters. You've got different names for them. And part three, how his role is now moving from in the business to on the business. But note this, Keith isn't perfect. It's a work in progress. So don't think this is where I need to get to because I guarantee you within three months, Keith's going to be in a completely different place. What you need to pick up the insights are, right, what did Keith do? What's the shortcut I can take from that? What's the shortcut I can take from that? So these hour or two we're going to go through now is literally going to save you thousands and thousands of hours over the next years, but also give you a shortcut to making it happen. So guys, in terms of what we're going through right now, we've got the data sets for double R, double R. We've got the remote recruiters, account managers, Keith's role. Does that make sense, guys? I'm going to get Keith on the call right now. I'm going to bring up my iPad. Does it make sense? Any questions so far, let me know. Then we're going to get the man on on the call. Okay, guys, final question. Are we all good? Just going to unmute Keith. Hey, Keith, you there? I am, Andy. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. A bit frustrated trying to get these uh, space tickets, but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> well, maybe we can share that story in a second. Uh, yeah, we will. Um, everyone on the call, can you hear Keith? Keith, just tell people um, what do you mean by space tickets. Not everyone will get that. Give a bit of background about yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. At the end of each season of the um, uh, Ibiza uh, dance parties, uh, they, they have what they have, the closing parties. And the biggest event of the year is these closing parties. And for me, um, space is always one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest clubs in Ibiza, one of the biggest clubs in the world, in fact. Um, she has a lot of memories. I've been going to it for 30 years, and it's just a you know a, a big big part of my life. Anyway, um, the very last ever space is on October the second, and 
where, uh, whereas egotistically, I assumed that that was just my club and that it would be easy to get a, spade, a ticket for me. Of course, the Germans think that, the French think that, the Italians think that, the Spanish think that, and um, long and short, there's no tickets left. <laughs> so um, I'm doing what I do when it comes to things like this and trying to throw money at the problem, see what happens. So uh, watch this space. <laughs> so everyone, did everyone hear about Keith's problem with with Ibiza this year just give me can you hear Keith okay give me a uh, how yeah are we good let me know everyone can hear him I'd love to say it's a nice headache to have but it's not it's actually a bad headache to have <laughs> it is a bad headache to have I get it okay guys everyone's good but few people don't know what you're talking about which is essentially Keith's <laughs> going to go on an awesome holiday keep it as simple as that um, yeah. a little bit of clubbing involved I think so let's do this then um so today's session, we're focusing on three things. One, um, your data sets. How do you build up data sets? So how do you build up a data set of clients and candidates? So guys, um, just to simplify it again, what we're talking about is here, if you've got 5,000 clients in your marketplace, how do we build up a CSV file of those 5,000 clients or as close as possible to it? If we've got 10,000 candidates in your marketplace who you could place, how do we build up that CSV file of those candidates? How do we make it happen? That's the first thing, data. So what's probably just... Um, um, the best thing to start with, Keith, is maybe just give us a literally a quick bang overview of um, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the data side. And maybe, maybe just give a, a you know a, a very brief synopsis of maybe where you were when you came in, where you were on the last hot seat, and where you are now, just so people get a feel for that, and then we'll get into the actual um, the tactics of each of those phases. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. If I jump to go over um, past history briefly, Andy. Yeah. Just give 60 seconds on who you are, what you do, etc. And then say, okay. just give um, maybe three timelines: where you were when you first came in, um, where you were on the last hot seat, and where you are now. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, Keith Southern from Humanomics, um, which is my company. I've been in recruitment now, coaching 24 years. Um, I set up Humanomics about four or five years ago to do my own thing because I preferred the, the, the atmosphere, the culture, which is more of a jeans and t-shirts kind of atmosphere rather than the, the city suit and um, tie uh, brigade, which I did for way too long. Um, and I'll do first, you may remember, if those of you have listened to the first hot seat, uh, for me it was speaking to Andy to get away from that to, to change the model of recruitment for me which we uh, embarked on now just over a year, I think, Andy, or a year and four months, something. Um, and then when we did the last hot seat, it was what were we doing to try and get these uh, metrics on the double R campaigns, double R, double R campaigns, um, which we shared. And I think there were some, some good figures that we got from that process. Um, and I think the message with that was do it rather than just wish you could do it or have a problem doing it, just start it and get it done. Um, that's now been running very successfully for six months, I suppose. Um, and where we sit today, we, we intermittently go through a process um, of sometimes turning that off because it's very uh, hectic and very busy. Um, and other stages, we're, we're currently trying to get new data sets um, going into that process. The, the biggest thing for me right now is that we know the candidate side for us works. It works extremely well. Um, I know we weren't going to talk about figures uh, on the metrics, Andy, so much, but I think it's worth noting that we're still getting around 86% uh, open rate on the candidates. And um, the last campaign was around 76% replies, which is just, just brilliant. I mean, if you put the 76 against the 86, that's just, just brilliant. And so that works. Um, 
on the client side, we're, I'm pleased to say that I'm now getting um, a pretty astounding 67% open rate on the client, and the reply rate at the moment is 28%. Um, again, I think we discussed that potentially in a, a couple of more months, I'll, um, maybe one before Christmas if, it, if there's space, that we can perhaps look at some revenue metrics on that and you know, so we've got some pound signs against what yeah. goes in the front end comes up the back end. Awesome. So, guys, so just to recap here, so what Keith's done then is, again, we're using double R, double R. Now, all of you should know what this is, but just break it down really simply, just to recap. What we've got going in is, is a data set, so essentially a list of clients or a list of candidates, literally a CSV file, into the process, we click send, and then we get these inbound. So clients saying, can we speak on Monday at 2 o'clock? We'll get candidates saying, yes, um, here's my CV, or yes, let's... Um, Let's get me a job, essentially. So real, really simple three steps. We've got data set, double R, double R, inbound. So step one is the data set. How do we actually build up the data set? So um, let's focus on this then, Keith, shall we? So if we give yeah. an overview of what do you do then with the data set? So there's three ways, guys, you can build up a data set. We've got, got three Bs, essentially. We've got you can build it. In fact, before we get into that, let's go through your story, thinking about this, Keith. Yeah, sure. Go through what you do. So, um, give an overview about the size of your marketplace, um, the size of your databases now, than what you do. And let's go through what you do to build the data set now, okay? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I think it's important at this stage, Andy, to say that with the advent of um, not least over the last few weeks that we've been doing through the sessions here, but also since I got my head around making sure that the double R, double R campaigns are going out on a on daily basis, what, what was most important to me at that point was, one, that we've got a continuous stream of data sets going in. That was, that was, that's a key factor. Um, secondly, that, that it was not only um, around our niche sector, but it was um, it was exactly our niche sector or niche sector. Um, and, and thirdly, that we were then doing something with them when they came in. That, that those are the three things that mattered to me. Um, so I, I did a, a bit of data cleansing on our own systems. Um, I've kind of. <laughs> To a degree, kind of some of the candidates, and, and this well, this will surprise you. About three thousand candidates we've actually got rid of from our database. Um, so it's not just a case that we've been using this to develop um, these people coming to the systems. We've actually got rid of a load because they're just not in our market sector. Now, when I say got rid, <laughs> we've kept them. <laughs> they're on a CSV file for who knows another agency or you know another niche sector, another stage, but. We've, we've really cleaned the market up. So talking statistics in terms of numbers, um, it, it seems that there's about 25,000 clients in the um, media sector. The media sector, as I term it from my perspective, um, is digital agencies. And that's PR, marketing, advertising, creative, uh, fully serviced, integrated agencies. Yep. Um, that's kind of my sector. Um, on the client candidate side, d depending on what side of the spectrum you go, what I mean by that is whether you want the juniors or on the account managers or account direct level, or you go right up to C-level. In the UK, this is as well, by the way, um, there seems to be around the 100,000 mark on the candidate side that really fall into, this is exactly what we need. Um, 
and we're, we're, we're making rules to do that now. We're making rules to let's get that happen. Um, the, the, the systems I have in place now, um, so I have a... Post all the metrics, then. so 25,000 clients inside that uh, in the marketplace. How many of those clients do you have in your database now? How many do you have so far? Do you have 1,000, 10,000? Yeah, I've got about 7,500 of the uh, clients, Andy, that we've now got in the database. Yep. And those are ones that have been worked um, through um, some sort of either data cleanse or, or double R campaign. Um, and that's a work in progress. But those are still being worked and they're in the system and, and that's now working. Uh, on the uh, candidate side, um, we've only got, I would say, about 6,000. So we're quite low on the candidate side right now, but, but every single one of those candidates has actually replied to us. So it's not a case that we just put them on the system. These are actually through the system, and they're actually now we know they are in our mix sector, and at some point or another, they've come to us to say, yes, they want our help, or not right now, but this is, my, this is right for me, maybe in the future. So you've had 6,000 reply to you in the last, what, six months plus? Six yeah. Months. yeah. Wow. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we're, not, we're currently working around 1,000 a month, um, and, and hence that number, uh, not including what we had before, which is a couple of, couple of thousand. Um, and that, that's the difference. And I think that, that when I looked at those stats, and, and we'll get to talk about this in a, in a short while, I'm sure, because you mentioned before about um, putting yourself in the marketplace to potentially have investors or sell your company or whatever it is you want to do with your, your agency. Some of the people that I know in the industry sector that I used to work with or, or indeed have gone to, 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 to greener pastures, some of the biggest things that they've given me and the tips are you have to have a certain profit ratio in your business and you have to have a um, certain size of data to be actually valuable. Um, and when you start going past fifty to 100,000 of candidates that are actually accurate candidates, by the way, um, and also it seems around the 25,000 plus client side, you start to get a bit of value there. So we got a marketplace here then, which is, um, so you covered off as always, we want to look at the percentages. So you've covered roughly, was that about, um, well, just over a third. So you've got two thirds yeah. of the client side, we've got a gap, and we've got obviously, um, well, over yeah. 90% we've got a gap. So what it tells us, we've got, a huge opportunity still in this marketplace. Um, yeah. So we've got at the moment, you've done good stuff obviously with the clients, done good stuff with the candidates, but we've actually got a, a, a huge, huge opportunity still to go, haven't we? Um, well, I think not, not, not least of all I'm doing with that. Um, the 25,000 is our first uh, search. So I've currently, I think I'm the email that I sent to you, which obviously feel free to, to, to share that at some stage. Um, we've got maybe two or three other agencies, so sorry, other companies right now that are also looking at us, say, that are arguing that they could possibly give us uh, more clients that are in our sector. Now, I, I don't know. I'm just going to explore it. But if that gives another five or 10,000 clients in that sector, then I'll have them covered within the next six months to be on our database and contacted. Awesome. So at the moment then we've got, um, so the last time we spoke, we, the figures are pretty certain you, you're putting in 500 clients a week into the process and 200 candidates. Is that correct? Around about that sort of thing? Uh, other way around? Uh, what did you say? 40? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, yeah, 100 clients into the database a week and yeah, 100 a day and um, 
yeah, 200 candidates. The, the 200 candidates, by the way, we're probably going to change that to also go up to 500. The, the, the reason why it was 200, it was just becoming unmanageable because of the, the metrics re reply rate we were getting. Um, you know, we're having 100 candidates a day virtually to actually deal with, and it just became too much. Got it. Nice problem to have. So we're putting in five, yeah. 500 clients, client leads per week. It was 200, but it's going to go to 500 candidates, and that will start from the 1st of October because we've got loads of other stuff going on from the 1st of October. It's just going to go mental, I think. Awesome. So now we're going to be putting in the 200 to 500 candidates per week. So um, I know I've just said this, guys, but you can start to see now how important it is that what we're doing here is we're working smart. So if you can imagine you put 500 in, you'll get a 10% reply. You've got 50 replies. If you put 500 in, you get a 90% reply. Obviously, you're now pushing a 10 times the size of the traction in the business. So these little tweaks and you know the iterative approach is what's key, um, which you covered on the previous call, didn't you, Keith? You, know, you said that you move from, I can't remember the exact metrics, but you move from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60, 70, and you tweak, 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 and you now got to the place yeah. where you're, you're doing really good figures. Um, yeah. The overall for those six thousand uh, uh, clients, Andy, are uh, those six thousand are actually yes, we're in the right niche sector, and um, yes, this is the right kind of uh, business that we want to work with. But but from that, I think what's important, we've actually had circa ten percent of that, so, so it's actually six hundred and sixty-five of the clients who have had a positive response. So they're either new jobs, they're either new clients on board now who are actually going to potentially working with them, or they're not this week, call me next week, or not next month, give me a call now, or, you know, typical recruitment stuff, give me a call at the end of the year. Now, that was 665 that actually specifically said, yeah, no, no, I've got no aversion to not speaking with you, and maybe we could use you at some point. Well, that then comes down to me, doesn't it, whether I entertain them enough to actually want to use us, which... Well, I, remember you said, I remember you, you typed in the chat box a few weeks, well, a month or two ago, you put in the chat box, it's great to be able to turn business away. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a good place to be when you can turn clients away because you've got those amount of leads coming in. That's where, where we want to be. And uh, so, um, yeah, so awesome stuff. So let's do this then. Let's look at, um, and by the way, guys, keep the questions coming in. I'm going to make sure every single one's answered around data. So all the questions you're putting in, keep them coming. We're going to go through every single one at the end of this first part, okay? Let's do this then. So, um, we covered two weeks ago how to identify the size of your marketplace. So we looked at um, a process that can give you an idea of how to identify roughly how big your marketplace is. It's always going to change and grow. It's going to, it's going to move into sub-niches, but roughly how you can get 80% accuracy on what the size of your marketplace is. Then we move into ways how to build the data sets manually. Let's go through what you've done, Keith, okay? So if yeah. we look first of all then, if we look at number one, now how did you um, I, or how are you identifying how big the marketplace is? You said something just now about you know, other data providers have said the following. So how do you ID the size of it? And secondly, let's get into, right, how, how are you building it? Okay, there's, there's two sides to that, um, Andy. Uh, the, the first one was, was probably what everyone would do, I suppose, and it's, if you've not done it, you've got to go to LinkedIn. And the reason you want to go to LinkedIn is because, you know, no respect to LinkedIn, but you can literally trawl their database and get the information from that company. Um, you know, whether you've got a free account or whether you've got a premier account or even a recruiter license account, whatever it is, they've just got data there that's, that's free. And, you, and if you've not got all the data off their database that is relevant to your sector, you're stupid. You've really not understood that. 
Well, let's do this. Um, if, you, if you follow just that, so it's not re- repeat the wheel. So for those guys not done it yet, we went through this two weeks ago, how to do this. And there's, um, there's a process, there's templates, there's a workbook, there's a session on exactly how to do this. So if you're not identified the size of your marketplace, so Keith's done, um, we'll just follow the steps that we covered two weeks ago. So don't want to, we've got bigger fish to fry here. So if we do this, guys, unless you've got any acute questions, do type in the chat box. But it sounds what Keith did then, he basically did what we did a couple of weeks ago. He's used LinkedIn exactly. onto the process steps. So let's not um, focus on that because we've got, say, big, bigger um, elements here we need to focus on. So how to ID the marketplace? Go to the session two weeks ago. Um, click on new and go back two weeks. You're, you're going to find it. That's the first thing. Secondly, this right. is where the, the, the magic should be now. Well, well not the magic, but the, um, yeah, just understanding what you've done because you've broken down in the email to me in some really cool ways. Um, yeah. How we build data sets. So, guys, again, just recap. So, what we're discussing here is there's 10,000 clients. Identify 10,000 clients. How are we going to actually build up a data set of 1,000, 5,000, 10,000? There's 10,000 candidates. How are we going to do that? So, Keith, take us through how you've built your data sets. Yeah, okay. So, the data sets were through, through um, data providers and through, we mentioned LinkedIn already, and also through data providers. And yeah, I think one of the ones that you and I have, have both contacted was on Spaceship Rocks. That was one of the data set providers. Okay, so before uh, we get into, in, in, sorry, Keith, just, just before yeah, we get into the actual, um, the specifics of who they are. So, just oh, to oh, this. Oh, right, okay. So, um, so, we've got LinkedIn, we've got data providers, and anything else? Um. Yeah, my virtual assistants. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Cool. And they're doing that. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's yeah. let's do this and let's um let's focus on first of all the data providers, shall we? So yeah. if, you, if you could language this in a way that, right? You know, you've um you know you've gone through the processes you know as one of the uh, early adopters on this, and you've gone through some painful bits, I'm sure, and some really really cool bits. Um, just take us through your 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 process then of um, right. So I need to find clients. Take us through your mindsets. Number one. I'm identifying I'm going to get focused on these 1,000 clients first. Number two, I'm going to do what? Just take you through what your, your steps are that you, you've um, yeah, followed. Yeah, it's, it's very straightforward, Andy. It's, it's a three-step process, and, it, and it's not more, no more complicated than that. Um, we've identified some data providers, and, and I think now we're, we're, current, we're currently in contact with about six providers. Um, off the back of that, um, that information, whether it comes to us or not, will be put through the double R process. So that, that's that's one system that we're using. Um, the second system is uh, I'm not doing anything on LinkedIn um, anymore. That's all done by the VAs. Yep. Uh, they're going out and actually finding the people in the sector, both on the client side and on the candidate side. Um, and they're also making first engagement with those um, contacts on um, LinkedIn as well. Um, okay, so, so let's, let's do this then, because you've now tiptoed into actually the lead generation, actually getting the clients' candidates come back to you on LinkedIn. So if yeah. we break down what the VA does then, so the VA, um, they build the data set, but also they, they then actually go out and they um, they do the, the heavy lifting for you on LinkedIn, don't they? So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're not only, I mean, it's, the, the guy's pretty cool, um, but what's important about this VA, um, he, he seems to understand it. I mean, he actually came, by the way, through a, a um, marketing email to me uh, based on the fact that I think he was using um, some of the people within the inner circle as well. Um, he's the, uh, the guy, the talent, talent in the box, um, the, uh, based in Pakistan, I think. Um, he's brilliant. He, uh, it's a guy called Farron. He, he does really well. He, he understands. He's communicative. He'll speak to him on the phone whenever I need to. He, he helps with, um, why have you thought of this? Maybe we could do this for you. And, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it right. And I say he's doing it right. He's only been doing it for about uh, four or five weeks now. 
but he's doing it. And what he brings to the table is all the information I need, first name, surname, title of what they do, their actual company that they do, their LinkedIn um, link for that person. And he's doing the very first engagement message to that person, which I've written for them, using respectfully my own templates, but they're based on the templates that you've got on me in the circle. Of me. Cool. Wonderful. So um, so by the sounds of it, your guy's doing what we did last week then. He's using LinkedIn to identify who the client is, who the candidate is, building up the data set, but then he's also contacting them. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So that's that's on the um, – yeah, that's that process. Um, that guy is also – I don't know if it's linked to that because it's linked to your, your badge on the um, iPad there. Um, that person's also been tasked with – he also now is getting my candidates. So that, that, that shortage that we had earlier, that the uh, shortfall between the, um, the candidates to 100,000, he's doing that now as well. Okay, he's good. getting all those candidates set up for me on uh, CSV files. Okay, good. So, so let's, let's break this down to, um, into steps. So if it's the same as what yeah. we did last week, which I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's going to be very similar. So you've, you've identified, right, we need these candidates. So we need, um, uh, we need um, sales media uh, managers with with red hair. This is the Boolean search string. There's there's two thousand three hundred of them. Um, use this search string. Go and find them. Get all the co- contact details. Is that what's happening? That's exactly what it is, Andy. Exactly that. Okay, it's good. A letter. So essentially, then what? So again, with, I want to spend time on on the stuff where we can have value. So what yeah. Keith's VA then is doing is what we did last week, guys. So there's a step by step process that we did last week. So you can give to a VA. It's um. So if you've not watched it yet, last week's session. There's a, a workbook and it literally says step one, step two, step three, step four. You, you can physically give to a VA. And so your VA is building up the client and the candidate list. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, awesome. So they're building the, the, the client and the candidate list. So this is good, guys, because sometimes I think uh, – and thanks for sharing, Keith. Some people go, yeah, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a great process, Andy, but does it really work? Or it's like, well, yeah, everything we test before we give it to you. But it's just good hearing that you've, you know, because you actually preempted this way before we did the session last week. You've been doing it, say, five, six weeks. And in fact, you're not someone we actually shared it with thinking about it. We, um, but you've run something similar yourself, which is awesome. So the VA is building up those in the background. So you've got that process. So the first process is, so we break down your data sets then. So remember that, I remember yeah. the time we spoke, Keith. I remember, um, I actually remember where I was stood. As I remember, remember said to you before, yeah. can we break down your, your data process? So the first, your one data process, so Keith gets lists of clients and candidates. One is he buys data, which we're going to yeah. come to. He buys data. Secondly, he has a VA who builds lists of clients and candidates. So a VA does it for them. I've also got account managers as well, Andy, that are also doing um, one side of that for me at the moment as well on the candidate side. Okay, what? So the so is there so three? That, is there three different? So, so the, the, the account managers, Andy, they do it from job boards. Um, you know, everyone hates job boards. It's recruitment. Um, you know, necessary evil. But at the same time, there are candidates on there that you might not get on LinkedIn. So it's it's basically covering all bases. So if you go to the job boards, you go to Google, and you go to LinkedIn, you kind of covered your niche sector. Yeah, and here's the thing, guys. And so we we got a, a new member in the group I mentioned last week. Let's see if he's on the call. You on the call? Hey, how you doing? Um, he's got 300k of candidates in, in his um, database. He's actually using one of the strategies. But here's the thing: if you can imagine all 300,000 of yours, so there's 300,000 candidates in your marketplace, and they're all on your board somewhere. Now they might not be ready now, of course they're not. But if you get 300,000 contact details, 
and that covers 99% of the marketplace or 90% of the marketplace, 8% of the marketplace, you've got an asset there you can feed into double R, double R. So you need, you need um, nurses with red hair, you put them into the process. You need nurses with dark hair, put them into the process. So it's all about building up the data set. So you, you use three different ways. So we've covered off what you do with the VAs, and that's yeah. what we did last week. So we covered that already, guys. What we did last week, you can go through that process. Um, let's look at um, two things. Let's look at how you buy data then. Let's go through what you've done to buy data. So um, right. let's look through what, what you've done, how you've done it, what worked, what didn't work, how you've put, okay. formed these relationships with um, providers, how you test it, etc. Okay, well, if we take the first one that you and I are familiar with and some of the other guys might be using. Um, Spaceship Rocks was one of the ones I went to first. They were just a, a company. Um, and you have two options with them. I think I wrote an email to you on this. You can either buy the data um, and they'll provide you with, you know, X records for whatever price, or they actually sell their own tools at Spaceship Rocks, which allows you to then go onto the, um, onto, well, it's, it's by Google and LinkedIn, believe it or not, and it actually doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work for you. So th- that company seems to work. I don't know... They seem to have changed, I understand, in the sense that I think the prices that I got at the beginning were just ludicrously low, but I think they might have been just starting out. Um, I bought the, tool, the tools, would you believe, for like five euros. I'm sure they're not that anymore. Um, so that, that's one thing that I do. But we've also got other uh, data set providers. Um, I mentioned to you uh, Signal Hire. Um, that's a company that uh, specifically on candidates. Um, Market Scan, which is a UK thing, um, they do it and you kind of buy credits and you use those credits up accordingly depending on how much data you want to take from them and that and that's that is like you know blue eyes red hair whatever you want to do with that one um then there's uh, another company b2b dealing uh, in the us uh, digital picnic are in the uk um infinity intellectual um are in the us um and another one called clarissa clarissa um okay, I get all these written down correctly. So we had... Oh, yes. Well, number four was Digital Data, Digital Picnic. Digital, digital Picnic, so, yep. There. I talk yep. past like you. That's, um, well, I think it's a good thing, but uh, Digital Picnic, what's the next one? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Clarissa. Um, so, like um, Clarissa Starling. Got it. <laughs> and Infinity Intellectual, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, uh, so... Yeah, that, so that, that's that's so take us through what you do then. So if you imagine like we've got members on the call now and we've got, um, so we've got someone who's got, um, right, Andy, I've got, I've got all these client leads, right, I need candidates now. What do I do? How do I go and spec out the candidates? Or, um, Andy, I'm starting out. Um, we've got nothing. Uh, we need clients. How many candidates? Take us through what you did. How did you um, spec out what you needed? How do you approach these companies? How do you test them? Just give us what happened yeah. in, the, in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. So all of these, I've, I kind of use them uh, with a bit of borrowed authority from the ones that I've already used that are working. So I, I've used Spaceship Rocks as my borrowed authority because that's the one that I've worked with most. Uh, and I've literally, using the templates that you actually showed last week and the week before, um, gone very specific, said this is the job titles, this is a search string that I would put in, this is what I'm looking for, this is an sector, this is the kind of salary brackets, and, and kind of, like you say, going with that, you know, I want blue eyes, six foot two, red air, whatever it is that you want. Um, and then got them to give me quotes on those uh, data sets and what they can do for me. There's a couple of those that I've not gone with yet, but I've been very pleased with what they've got to offer. Um, only because it, it gets to the point of um, positively overwhelming because there's too much information available right now. So I'm going to be, again, quite picky as to which ones I go with. Um, so, so, you, so, that, so, so you spec out as per 
Um, the process that we, you know, we detailed last week is also in WRWR's requirements game plan for older members. So you spec out the data. Um, you've gone to the, the, the data company and you've, you've rocked up and you said, hey, Keith here. Um, yeah. I need um, candidates who've got uh, red hair and who can do the following, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and then they've, uh, how's it moved from there? So if you said, so as, as you recommend, yeah. you always test on 100, 200. How do you actually get the data set? How do you test it? What, what happened? Yeah. Precisely that. Um, I've asked them for a copy. Uh, a lot of them offer free trials, whatever that means these days. Um, but the free trial, in essence, is a, 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 a very small snapshot of what they can offer you. And I always ask for um, 200. I ask for 200 because I think I can then kind of split test that. So I'll send um, two days' worth of 50 each out with a different email, seeing which ones work or not. Yep. Um, and off the back of that, we then see what responses we get. So the, the, the positive thing with this, Andy, is that not, not, none of them have really come back with any bad info right now. In fact, the, the worst info, ironically, has been Spaceship Rocks. Yeah, you know, That's because it was brand new to them, brand new to me. And in fact, the first 7,569 emails, um, I have no first name. I was just sending it out to, um, <laughs> you know, info at uh, addresses. Which I'm but which I, rem- I remember you, um, I think you posted in the chat box again inside um, one of the sessions. You said you actually picked, did you pick up clients or candidates and you had no first name? Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've done deals off that back, you know. We're, we're, we've got pipeline business 50 grand's worth just sitting around off the back of this info at emails that we've sent out um, using double R double R campaigns. So, so, he, so, he, so guys, I think I think a key lesson here for people to pick up, and uh, we get into um, perfectionist mode. I think sometimes it's like um, a will it work, and b what happens if. Um, what I believe you should always be thinking about two things, right? How much do we need to bring to the business now, as in fees, to get to our next our next milestone? But secondly, how are we going to be in three years' time? So you don't want to go out there and, and piss everyone off, and that's why it's important you combine this with, with content strategies over the next X amount of months. Um, but the first constraint in the business is, right, we need clients candidates now. And I love what Keith's done. He's got the attitude of, because lots of people say, including me, by the way, um, I, I wouldn't send to an info at or any of those, those things. But if you break it down to brass tax, we need to get X amount of fees into the business now to reach this milestone. You're going to do what you should do almost anything um, to reach it. Obviously, as, again, you don't want to impact your position in three years down the line. Um, but the outcome here is, as, as Keith's demonstrated, is he's picked up business from it. Rightly or wrongly, it's picked up business from it. And the reason why, again, this works, the process works, we've got the A, we've got the technology, B, we've got the templates, and, and, and C, we've got the tenacity, the follow-up process. So um, I wouldn't overthink it too much, guys. But what Keith said here is a lesson for everyone, two days of 50 each, so he's tested it. So you test the process. If you send out to 50 or to 100 and it's not, you get a no reply or you get in um, – Whatever the outcome, which is not positive for, for, for your um, for your trial, um, it could be bad data, it could be poor response, it could be wrong target. Then of course you're going to you're going to pause it, you're going to stop it. But the lesson here, I think, from what Keith said is is test it, which is the key thing. But also, Keith, what I love about you is your um, JFDI. Just effing do it. Just you know, just and that's why. Um, you know, got you on the the original hot seat. You know, you, you said yourself you're on that hot seat. You know, you dabbled for a bit, and but I just love the approach. Right, the first milestone is we want to be earning X amount. Right, what do we need need to do to make it happen? Do we need to have um, everyone in the industry thinking that we're you know we're all we're all flowers and, and daisies? Or let's just reach the outcome. Let's reach that first milestone. Um, 
and that's the key. Because, well, I can just interrupt you a second on that. Yeah. What's really important here is when you start to put the um, the applications and the sessions together, what what you do here. The, the, I think this is the thing that took me so long for the penny to drop because you know, I, you know I'm, I'm nearly fifty, and I'm, I'm I've been in the industry for 20, 24 years now, and trying to get out of that mindset of the old model is really difficult. Because it's just reliable. It's it's a model that you've been familiar with. It's once brought you incomes that you know, respectfully, um, <laughs> mere mortals shouldn't really be earning unless you were you know a genius or something. So the, the recruitment industry affords you a better income than most based on that old mindset model. But it was just it's just laborious and it's crap. Um, and to to get out of that mindset takes so long, especially when you then go, if I'm going to go down this route, as most recruiters do, you want to put yourself. Full, whole, wholeheartedly into it and you don't go in it half-hearted um, but going into a new model that you're not familiar with or it's a new territory or it's a new system that you're not, not 100% sure of that really takes a lot of balls and you know most recruiters have that in spades including most of the women and you, you have that but then going away from what you're familiar with that does bring in the income is, is a big step now once, once I jump that um, gap, and I say I've done that now for I'd say six months. I'm now kind of faithfully into this new system, which I I only use now. I don't use the old set, the old model at all. Um, for me now, it's really a case of right. I'm going to make sure every single person that I speak to recognises that they need to be working with humanomics, and and that that's a factor that comes into both the candidates and the client side. But then I can transfer that over to the um, people that are providing me with information, like the data set providers. Um, because, as I say, when you put all the other inner circle sessions together, like, um, you know, having positioning, content, canon, and so on, when you have that in, in the mix of package, it really is too good a, a story for them to take up on. So, so you, you, I don't know. You've got to do the whole thing, but you've got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I, of course, live and breathe this. I say it every single week. You know, we are. Uh... It's about application, but this is why we love the fact we've got you know, lots of you guys now being with us for multiple years. But when we get, you know, not so much now, but in the old days, we, people would filter through. It's my fault. We've allowed people into the group, which are probably not a perfect fit. And this whole, this whole short-sighted approach of, um, right, I want to get clients now, bang, 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 bang. And that's cool. We can use a strategy to build up a data set and get these leads in now. But what we're about is, the, as you said, it's about the integration of the strategies. And that's what I want to be associated with. People get into, you know, the first seven-figure year, awesome. Um, that's what we'd be associated with. But isn't using one strategy, integration strategies? And uh, and, and again, Keith, uh, I didn't realize the timelines were so long. But guys, the lesson here, I think, again, and hopefully you're taking note of this, is that it's dabbling versus focus. You know, I put half ass there, and not in any way to be derogatory towards you, Keith. But um, the words you use was was, um, was dabbling. But when you do get in into it, but that's why now um, I want all of you to make sure you got this working and converting. Because the monkey on your back that says does this really work? It will, it will go. And then you're going to go, shit, if that works, what if I do an authority strategy? Shit, what if that works? I use a webinar strategy. Shit, if I do that, fuck, we got a completely different business. And so it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like having, having the view guys of like going up, you know, going up the stairs, isn't it? And um, I hate all this cliche rubbish you see on, you know, these motivational crappy things and you got one step forward, whatever, but it's exactly it. But down here, double R, double R, 
now is where we want people to focus first so they get the monkey off the back um but then going back four years you know we'd focus on first of all for example content canon because other people right. you know, but they come in content canon would create um go from a thousand le- well visitors to your website to ten thousand in a month and so suddenly you've got all this traffic and we focus on that but then we identified we've got a whole um a nurturing process but this strategy gives you a quicker direct outcome of a yes or a no from a client or a candidate. But when you combine it with the content canon guys, you combine it with your authority, you combine it with the other strategies, you, you're going to blow your competitors out of the water. You really, really are. You really, really are. And it's, um, it's, it's set up in that way. But the key word is integrating the strategies. But just doing one or two at a time and do them really, really well, which is what you've done with what you did and you are doing with Double R, Double R, Keith. Yeah. I think so, Andy, and I think from my perspective now it's about increasing my position in general. And we've got um, so many things, um, the, the social media uh, marketing that we're, we're about to embark on in, from October onwards, the, the new data sets that are coming in with first names. <laughs> so I'm actually now going to be addressing somebody personally uh, for a change. I can't wait to see the kind of metrics that that brings back. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. When, know, when I'm you not punchy on these uh, emails. I'm very, very polite. I'm very, very well-mannered. I'm very professional. So uh, I expect some response from them. I'd be disappointed they didn't respond. They're, they're, they're now in the rude camp if they don't uh, respond. But at the same time, um, it'd be interesting to see how that can be nurtured again because we touched on this last time. It's not the finished article. And even when I get in, you know, respectfully, 86 open, 86% opens and, you know, 28% reply rates on clients, that can be, I, can, I think I can better that, much better that. Yeah, well, fortunately, we've, we've actually got, as I mentioned before to everyone, we've got um, a, a new integration strategy coming out, which combines the double R, double R, which is around nurturing. So when you get 80 people come back to you and half of them want to move now and half don't want to move, then um, yeah. they'll contact in three months. We're actually... We, we're now testing this as we speak, um, an integrated strategy whereby that nurturing part and the automation. So in 90 days, this happens. That's now being tested. So we're hoping to bring that to you in the next, um, well, hopefully, maybe four to six weeks. So that whole, all this data that you've got coming in is going to go into a, an, another automated process, which is which is going to be just magic. Um, so we've got that coming and say, if it all goes well, next four to six weeks, might be a little bit longer, but that's coming. So um, it's going to get just better. Sorry, Andy, I was just trying to interrupt, mate. Um, just on that, I'm just about to change my uh, CRM system here. Um, there's one company I'm talking to, and, and I'm, I'll talk to you about it in more detail in due course. So, so not, I've not done it yet, I've not practiced it, and I don't want to advocate something that doesn't necessarily work. But a lot of the strategies that we've got, um, like quick mail and lead pages and active campaign and so on, um, they seem to be incorporating it all into one. Um, now, I'll trial it. And if it works, um, I'll do, you know, it'd be good to share well, tell you what everyone, do, Keith, let's, let's do this. Take, let's take that offline for now because I want to focus on double R, double R, what you're doing here. But if you email me afterwards or whenever, and um, okay. I may well know of them, etc. what I want to do is, first of all, is make sure we get the focus on the, the data part, yeah, your no. account managers, and then, and yeah, definitely we'll speak about that offline. Is that cool? I want to make sure yeah, people definitely. get this from you now because we've already got a load of questions in. So um, let's okay. do this. So <laughs> we've only just focused on the data part, first of all, which is – buying data so we understand that we were um, testing 200 at a time you'll go into them with a, um, a spec that we did last week so this is the data set we want so you're literally going with we need these um these candidates with red hair who's the boolean search string they're giving you 200 you're trialing it and that 200 go well you get roi then you're going to scale it that's what's happening with buying data is it 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do this then. Just take us through what, what are the account managers doing then for you to get data? You mentioned that they are also going onto job boards. or uh, It sounds like a manual process, but what, what are they doing? Um, that is a manual process, exactly that. Um, we're signed up with five different job boards. Um, yep. The main ones in the UK, I don't know whether they're, they're used worldwide or not. Um, those being um, Job Site, Monster, um, you know, uh, Read and Total Job and so on. Um, they basically have alerts. So it's all automated from there and anyway. They, they have alerts each day that come up and every new uh, person that comes onto one of those job boards gets into their inbox um, first thing in the morning. And so... That, that, that person, that account manager's task is to basically make sure that they are what we're looking for and if they are, they go on the system. And, they, and then they themselves then go through the RRR campaign. Cool. So if we think about your, your metrics then, so if we're putting, um, say, let's keep it nice and simple for my maths that sucks. So say, for example, we're building up a data set of 1,000 or 10,000. Roughly, of that 10,000, how many are coming through from – Bought. How many are coming through, or you think will be coming through from the VA process? How many are coming through from the the the, the account managers? If you break it down to into percentage, so you know fifty percent comes from buying. Well, well, there's, yeah, there's a slight difference there, Andy. Um, the uh, bought data isn't candidates; that's pure clients. Okay, just a reference. Good. Yeah. Yep. So client data. Um, then, how much of that comes from bought? How much comes from? Well, no, it's not all of it. It was all of it. It's now not. It's going to be uh, – well, I can't tell you the percentages. The reason I can't tell you the percentages is because I've tasked my VA to bring in – yeah, precisely. Um, But I'll be able to give you further stats on that in the next two or three months. But the idea is what's in my market sector will be either bought and or VA through the clients. Got it. And what about the candidate side? Okay, on the candidate side, um, we've got a couple of um, data set providers that are, that are specifically on the candidate side. I've got my VA, um, who's also tasked with getting, um, I don't know what it is at the moment, the numbers, I think last, last week it was about 462 um, they got from the candidate side, so it's, I don't know what, 80 a day or something. Okay. Um, and my account managers gets everything that comes in. Um, on the job boards new each day. That roughly is about a thousand a month. What for the, for the job boards? From, from my account managers, yeah, from the job boards, yeah. Okay, and this was about two thousand a month by sounds of it. And, and bought how many you put in, put through from bought data? Or how many you no, get? The, well, I've, I've not done that yet, Andy. I've, I've got the as I say, I've, I've earmarked which ones I think I'm going to go with, but I've not actually at this point used any. Um, Okay. Data set providers candidates, mainly because I've got, you know, like look at that, 3,000 candidates coming in. You've got plenty month. coming in, yeah. So the next constraint in the business is what, how do we scale up what, what, what you're doing, which we'll come to in a second. So, guys, yeah. for me, the lesson listen to Keith here is the following. Um, you know, I think it was Braz, you use Leadfuse. And, again, I've got no um, affiliation to any of these companies, but you didn't have um, a core cool experience with Leadfuse. Um, so the lesson is this, number one, test. But number two, also, what we're doing here is we're splitting our, our, our streams. So it's um, – Think about most recruitment companies. What do they do? They um, they build it on it's like a table with two legs. You know, they're they're they're, um, they're sending out the odd email blast, LinkedIn blast, they're picking up the phone. That's pretty much what they're doing. Maybe go to the odd networking event. That's not going to be sustainable. But also, what we want to make sure we do is we spread our risk at any one point in the business. So what Keith's doing here, rightly so, is spreading the risk. So we got the process that we went through last week. The VA building up your data set. Absolutely, that should happen. Whereas we discovered last week, you can be getting around 3,000 per month, of which 75% would be on target. So that's going to be around 24,000 new client or candidate leads in a year. Pretty cool. Two VAs, 
48,000. Pretty cool stuff. So if you think about those metrics, if you've got a VA doing that, awesome. If you're then buying data also and you test it, so you may buy, you may test five data sources. And next week, by the way, we're going to be going through data sources. Um, if you go through five data sources and one of them comes out really, really cool. So if, for example, you've, um, you're buying the lead for, I, I, I don't keep it simple, a dollar, maybe half dollar, maybe more than that. All it's about is ROI. If you put a thousand leads into it and back out, back, back of it, so a thousand leads cost you, say, $500 or a thousand dollars, but you pick up $200,000 of work, would you do that again? Of course you would. What about ROI? So when people say to me, Andy, what do you recommend? Um, uh, 50% of the data was crappy. Okay, what was the outcome? Oh, yeah, we got um, 25 new leads from it. We got seven new contracts worth. Okay, so would you scale that then? If you spend, spent $500 and you get 100K, would you, would you spend that again? Yeah, of course you would. Okay, there's your answer. So it's all about ROI, guys. But what Keith's done here very, very brightly is he's spreading the risk. So don't go into one vendor. Or don't go into one VA, and that's your one sole pr- approach. Of course, you want to do one first. So do, maybe do the VA process we did last week. Do that first. Then secondly, try out which got that working. Try out um, buying a vendor or buying data from a vendor. And then spread the risk. And then what happens, you've got this great problem of, shit, we've got too many leads. And then we've got... There's something to add to that as well, Andy. Sorry to interrupt again. No, good. To add keep it well. coming. I think what's important uh, is that... I'm sure everyone's already thought of this through anyway, but it's worth repeating if, if, if not, or it's worth saying. And don't forget that there are different levels of metrics you're going to get back from these processes. And I think that, there's, you know, you might say, well, okay, well, I bought this amount of data, I've got 1,000 um, leads, for example, and I've only got um, 10% coming back to me. Well, you've hit the nail on the head, it's return on interest with that. It doesn't matter. Because what you want is every month, if you've got 10%, 100 coming back to you, it's all right. That's a nice revenue stream. It's not your most favorable revenue stream, but it's a revenue stream that is just another string to the bow that's going on in the meantime. Now, when you're going to something like the job boards where those people have to put their CV on that week, they're highly likely to be looking. So there is a slightly better return on metrics, not necessarily a, a, a better return percentage on uh, revenue. But the point is, as long as you've got more than one string to the bow, you've got more chances of getting uh, a different revenue stream in. Yeah, and that's the key thing. You've heard it spot on. It's all about ROI. That's, that's all, all it is. And I think because recruitment has been built in this way, we never think about that. We never think strategically. It's all about what's right in front of you. Um, it's all about what can we get tomorrow? What can we get next week? We don't think we don't think of any strategy. Recruitment businesses don't tend to do that. Even the bigger, bigger companies and uh I'm a party to a, you know, a handful of the, you know, the very big ones. There's going to be a few casualties in the next few years, and we're not thinking long-term, never do. It's about what's right in front of you. So it's, you're absolutely correct. It's about ROI on this process, and it's, it's focusing on what the back end of that, that process is. So, yeah, 10%, you'd be sick and shit, I spent $1,000, I've only got 100 leads coming in. Okay, what are the 100 leads worth? You know, if you put, um, say you spent $1,000, but you've got 100 grand out the back of it, would you spend a thousand dollars on a hundred leads and you got a hundred grand out the back of it? Of course you would. You spend it on one lead yeah. if you got it out the back of it. So it's not the numbers of a number of leads, it's about the outcome. And every single week it said the same thing is it's about the outcome, 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 outcome. Um, so thanks for pointing out, Keith. Now let's do this. No, I'm really. conscious of um of of time. We've only got to just hit the first part. So guys, questions on data for Keith. Let's get him in the chat box now. What I'm gonna do, Keith, is I'm gonna go through and quickly um yell them out at you. If I think I can answer them, if it's something that we covered already, I'll do that. If not, I'll put it to you, okay? Um so let me just have a quick sanity check. Um okay, so uh you're using active candidates with CVs on job boards, right? I think I answer to that is yes. Is that Keith? 
Yes, that's okay. right. That's correct. Um, Natasha, how do you calculate the size of the marketplace, 25K and 100K? We covered that last week or the week before. Um, so that'll be in that session. We, we're going to go through that on our, on our session also, Natasha. Um, can Keith provide the exact templates he uses? Um, John, they're all already inside the members area. Keith shared them last time. If you go to any of the RRR sessions. Also, yeah, I may have tweaked some of these. So I'll look at what I now currently use and I'll send them again to you for you to share accordingly. Cool. Yes, yeah, so thanks for that, Keith. So um, we'll send the updated ones, add them to the session to the... Um, sorry, members area also. Um, when he's talking about candidates on his books, does he mean when he talks about candidates on his books? Does that mean he has them with, with a CV and contact numbers? Yes. Awesome. That's um, already on my database. Yeah, and these are these are qualified that have already had some response from from them. In one and, there was, way or and there's a thousand of them a month. Was it? Is that the figure you said before? It's about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. It's growing at that rate at the moment. Robert, um, is Keith new temp- template uh, guys? Here, uh, quick one on templates because. I'm sure there's lots of questions. Um, the templates are already there done. Double R, double R, the template builder. Um, Keith has, has tweaked the templates, and his last ones are also there inside the members area, but I cannot stress this enough. Um, tweak it to fit. Just take what we've already got inside the template. It's, it's there for you already. Just tweak it. Um, just trust yeah. it. Just literally trust it. If you send me, a, if you send me an, uh, an email, Sandy, we tried on 100. We've got... Um, uh, 80 opens and we've got no replies, right, I'll take humble pie and I'll physically work with you to, to update your and tweak your template. But one of the wins of the week this week was was Ricker because exactly that happened. We had to tweak it. So just use what's there, guys. Don't get hung up on. We have to copy exactly. But Keith pretty much used what was there, but he's tweaked it and what he did last time was there. But he's kindly going to share his updated ones. But it's all about implementation, Robert, okay? They're not far off the templates anyway, Andy. They're almost identical to the templates. It's just a little tiny little bit here and there, that's all. There you go. So they're almost identical. So um, to use those, what's your system for storing data in case a um, veto? That's what we're going to be going through, I say, the next four to six weeks. But if Keith has got an answer to this, then awesome. The question is this. What is your system for storing data in case a double R, double R reply tells you want to keep in touch, but not ready at the moment, Keith? Yeah, well, uh, funny you should bring that up. <laughs> I've just done the um, iOS update through Apple. Um, God, that company, how they make the money, I, I, I just astounding. Um, yeah, literally yesterday, and I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to do this with you today, Andy, I, the, I did the iOS update the last 48 hours, and everything got nicked off my um, iMac. Uh, when I say everything, my private files, my data files, my business development files, everything just got nicked. Anyway, well and short, off the back of that, <laughs> if you saw my desk now, I've got two different hard drives. I've got my iMac, and I also put it onto a CRM system, which is on the cloud. So, what, paranoid? Yeah, probably. <laughs> got it. So, so, so um, keeps back up on the in multiple ways. I think what you're asking, Vito, is how do we manage it? So that's one of the things we're testing right now. So, for example, what we're testing is um, someone comes in, and they say, um, right, Vito, uh, yeah, we've got roles coming up, but we're going to be um, – we're going to be – uh, having budget approval in 30 days, 60 days. That's exactly what we're doing now in the background, Vito. So we're going to give you the strategy and the process for that in the not-too-distant future, okay? Um, Diana's got a question around, do you have the hiring manager's work email or personal contact? Yes. I only have their um, work email because I'm only putting in through the um, RR campaign. The, the point of all this is that I don't do any cold calling ever again. 
Awesome. And the second part of the question I know the answer to, um, are you in the retained business? So on the last session, as Keith said, he's uh, lots of retained, but also he, he, he takes on other business because he's, he's, this is down to data. Um, but Diana, um, the way to get retained business comes down to two ways. Number one is lead flow. So that means when you've got the amount of leads coming into you, you can decide who you want to work with. And number two comes down to authority. So if you apply this, combine it with the authority strategies, then you will have retained business. Simple as that. So it comes down to having the lead flow and it comes down to having that positioning. Um, um, and then you'll have that 100% retained business. Simple as that. Um, just going to rush through these again, cost us time. Um, what was the VA company name? Oh, I think it's Talent in Box, Andy. Okay, I'll tell you what, if you post it afterwards to to, um, to me, I'll make sure it gets posted out to everyone. That'd be cool. And it is, it's talentinbox.co.uk. Awesome. Um, how do you organise disparate data sets not sure exactly what that means veto how do you how do you organize disparate data sets um give me a bit. veto i think some of these questions i'll be able to help you one to one when we speak um but if you give me a bit of context i'll certainly put it to keith um is he sending out all the emails himself um what's your system does keith currently use and does he track all his candidates and clients on it um, well, as I just mentioned earlier, I'm actually just about to do a CRM which will track everything. So even something that I do by my iPhone on uh, Mac Mail will also be uh, followed up onto my CRM system. So it'll be a complete tracking system on there. So far, I have to go onto my own recruitment software to get it tracked properly, but that will not happen as of, uh, well, imminently. Got it. Got it. That answers that. Um, Chris, do people really get 100, 150 a day from their VAs and in my LinkedIn? Um, Chris, we went through this last week. We gave step-by-step step and we tested it ourselves. And the average was about 3,200 um, for 40 hours a week for a VA. 3,200 is what we um, came up with, um, with the total figure and the accuracy from that process, completely manual. So not using any other cool tool strategies was 75%. So 3,200 um, was what we came up across. I think it was, was it four or five niches. Um, is Keith using job? I think I've answered that one. Let me know down if I haven't. Um, da, da, da. When Keith finds a candidate on a jo- good question, by the way, guys, this is awesome. When Keith finds a ca- candidate on a job board, does he just register them, them in the in the database, or does he put them through a double R double R campaign as well instead of? When Keith yeah, finds- I put them to double R campaign first. Okay, got it. So they, go to, so they basically go through it onto a, a, an Excel document or a CSV file, and, and that once we've got that one that looks they, on paper that they're in our niche, uh, then we actually put them through double R, and it's only ones that get responded to that, and we can confirm that they are what we're looking for that go onto our uh, recruitment software. And there was a 1,000 of them a month, Gary. Um, Brad, yeah. how do you manage duplicates and multiple sources? That comes up when you put it onto the CRM system. It asks if you want to put a duplicate on. Does it automatically... Awesome. Are you using quickmail.io? Yes. Um, which email system provider are you currently? Um, Byron, we're going to cover that as quickmail. Um, how does he integrate his ATS with double R, double R? This is what we're going to cover in about four, six weeks, Bill. Um, and you, so at the moment, that, so at the moment then, when you get these thousand candidates come back to you, so it's yeah. just to you, Keith, you, um, you, you add them to your CRM, do you? Uh, yes, I do. That's correct. Yeah. Once we've got a response from them that they're they're in our sector and they are looking, well, or if they're not looking, they go onto our database if they're relevant to our um, market sector. Um, what is the new software? I'm not sure what the question is, Dan. We've um, there isn't a new software. About the new CRM that I'm looking at. Um, oh right. Do you mind if I don't get it right now? Because I'm not sure it works yet. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I say I don't that's, that's probably why. Yeah. So we're talking about CRM, not really a system to get leads and 
leads of clients or candidates. Um, but yeah, what data sets do you need to get for um, a candidate? And be, um, Nick, we covered that two weeks ago. Um, so the session two weeks ago, we go through exactly that, um, the client and candidate data set. So we covered that two weeks ago, and I'll be speaking to you one-to-one, Nick, about that as well. So that's all going to be covered off. Don't you worry. Um, Dan, yeah, as Keith said, he's going to um, come back to us once he's tested it, or if he lets me know offline, then I'll surely share it. Cool. Yeah. Let's do this one, guys. We spent a lot of time on data, so that was that was awesome. So, guys, this is real world now. This is real world. So, um, Keith, you had an office in Common Garden, didn't you, before? Yes, I did. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so this Wall is real. Street. Pardon. On Floral Street in Common Garden. Yeah. So, guys, that shows how um, how much money Keith's got because around there it's not cheap. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> There's the thing, guys. What we're talking about is real world here, real world um, process. But in Keith's own words, you know, he he he, he dabbled, he dabbled, but now he's just getting into it, and it's it's a case of just doing. And so, lots of you said about oh, the templates, the exact templates, and Ryan's, Ryan's put in. Ryan, by the way, is a guy who came in. You know, we uh, we came in. We was it two k a month, and then you got thirty, forty k in ten days, whatever it was. Ryan, awesome stuff. And he said he's just used he used the the original. Um, Keith templates, they work really well. So, guys, what you need there, don't overthink it. Don't think you need for Keith to give you the, the slightly tweaked update because there's two or three different words in it. What's there works. It does. Um, so Jessica's on the call. Jessica said, um, will this work in, um, in my marketplace? And it works, guys. We wouldn't give it to you to, to use if we hadn't tested it across different levels and different marketplaces. It works. So, please, just get on and test it and come back to me with the metrics, and I can then personally help you get to the next phase. So, guys, let's do this. Um, the next phase we're looking at is something that's really, I think, really, really cool. I was on an arm about whether having a completely separate session on this because I think it's so important and so pivotal around um, – what you're doing. So Keith, I'm actually thinking about doing this and uh, I'm putting you on the spot now. So we originally said, yeah, we're going to go through the data. We said, okay. we're going to go through the um, remote account managers and we said, we go through your role in the business. Where my head's at now, um, because of, yeah. I just think it's such a big topic and because we spent so much time on the data side of things, I'm thinking, and let me know your views and everyone else too. Would it be a value if we did the following? So rather than we, um, we now focus on the data. Then we go into, right, how do we get a remote um, account managers? How do we manage them? How do we manage the process, etc. Then we come back to what does Keith do now to manage the blah, blah, blah. I actually think it might be worth, and this is completely up to you, Keith, because it's going to be another hour and 90 minutes of your time. I think it would be um, more focused to have a separate session on how the remote management piece works so by that i mean how do you actually identify right i want to move to a remote business secondly how do i actually get the remote account managers thirdly how do i actually make it happen fourth manage them five give them data six give them cv seven give them you know etc etc i think that's a session in itself keith i, I really do because lots of the reason yeah. why you're on the call now lots of people have asked about um how you're doing this because we've re- referenced it a few times um if it's cool with you keith and it really comes yeah. down to you, and it's called everyone else. I think what we should do is this. We've focused on the data, how we get data for the clients and candidates. 
what I think would be of use to now is go to step three, which is how does Keith actually manage his business? So he's gone from, I don't mean manage the, re- the remote people and the remote recruiters and that, I mean, how do you actually, how does your week look? look? So how do you go out and say, right, this week I need this data. Secondly, how do I put it into RRRR? How do I then get the leads and pass them on to other people? But the remote piece, so you've got this remote team now, because so many people have asked me, and that's part of the reason you're now on the call, I think it would be of more value to dig in deep for 60 minutes, 70 minutes on now on a separate session. Does that make yeah, sense? I'm, look, I'm happy, to do, I'm happy to do either, Andy. I think prudently, they are very different topics. And yeah. I'm conscious that, you know, yeah. to, you know, I appreciate you wanting to not waste any more of my time on something else. It's wasting yeah. anyway, so I enjoy it. No, I think um, I think that's a separate subject. I th- I do too, and I think it's because it's um a whole separate um mindset about what we're doing. Because what you're doing here is you're applying the double R double R strategy really really well. So let's do this then. If everyone's cool, then guys, give me a little um, thumbs up in the chat box. Shall we get Keith on a, on another hot seat and we go through the remote side of it separately? Um, you're going to get sick of his voice soon, but because so many people have come to me saying, how's he done this? How's he done this? I just think it'd be worth going through that in a process. So we lay out, right, step one, step two, step three. And it's something maybe you and I have a conversation before that call so we can lay out, lay out in a process way. Um, and we go through the remote business. Then you've got a process you can follow as opposed to me interviewing Keith and we're shooting the breeze. I think if Keith and I have a separate conversation and we go through step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, then what we can do is yeah. we get, get our designer to create a one-page or two-page template, and we can get Keith to take us through it. I think that would be of more use for everyone because then you've got a process you can follow as opposed to um, as opposed to listening to how he's done it. You've got a what to do. Does that make sense, guys? Let me know if everyone's cool with that and if, if you're cool with that, Keith. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Perfectly fine with me, mate. Um, Everyone's buzzing off that. Um, wheeling back for another day. <laughs> um, John's wife is... <laughs> okay, good. Let's do this thing, guys. So, um, Keith, thank you for that. Let's have a separate session now because I think it, um, if we can get the okay. stuff laid out, what we'll actually do is get a, um, a, a process documented we can give to everyone to follow. So we'll do that on a, on a separate call, okay? Let's, yeah, let's no do problem. this then. Let's just dig a little bit deeper on. So we focused on, right, how about the data set up? Just take us through what happens now in, in, the, in the business. So what I mean by that is we said about your role. So what you were doing yeah. before, you were doing all these things in Covent Garden and spending a fortune on rent, no doubt. And yeah. just take us through what does your week look like? Maybe give us just three, four, five minutes. Where does most of your time go? Is it on sourcing data sets? And then maybe we can just dig on, dig in on you know, what your, your actual your role in the business is now. And we can dig a bit deeper on the, the data side or on the management, the double R, double R. But what we won't do, though, is dig into how you actually pass it off to the account managers. We'll do that on a separate, separate session. Is that cool? Yeah, fine. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Um, yeah, uh, I, think, I think the key factor as well, Andy, is something that you, you've mentioned um, a few times on the sessions, and, and, and I, I suppose it's worth reiterating from a third-party perspective here to say it's important that people understand what this means. And, and the statement that you've said before many times is working on the business and not in the business. Um, again, if you, I don't know, there's probably people listening here that are bigger agencies and they've got you know, multi-teams, uh, many people, many staff, and so on. It's a, it's, it's a difficult thing to actually work um, in the business when you've got that going on anyway. You are working on the business because you're managing staff and so on. But some of the people out there that I'm in a circle that have got smaller agencies, and I, I consider myself that, that level, um, where you, you know, you, at some point you have to work in the business to actually bring money in and get paid, and that's fine. So it's getting to the point where you can remove that getting paid perspective 
to work to the point where you get working on the business. That, that, that's, I think, is fundamental. And I think I'm sure that most people that are actually in the inner circle have actually come on to the, to the sessions with you because they wanted to get away from working in the business. They, they wanted to work on the business or indeed leave the business, whatever it needs to be. Um, for me, it's a case of I was working in the business, using these systems would allow me to work on the business, and in another couple of years' time, I'll be able to go, do you know what, that's finished. I'm not going to work on the business. I'm going to work out of the business. And that would be a very different perspective where you're working, as you say, from an iPad on the beach. Um, I love that, now, out, out of the business. Um, but I think also, so from that perspective alone, um, when we first started the conversations with you, as I say, just over a year ago, I was 100% in the business. Um, I, I'm now, I would say, God, even even as high as... 80% on the business now and and that on the business is me now going around making sure I can find out what the better companies to use to actually find the right data sets um, making sure that I can actually get the right kind of account manager that would want to work um, to our model and also that I'm happy that they're going to have the right impression um, to the people that we speak with for humanomics um, and also from a perspective of if you, if you saw my, my um, business plan, I've got three different things I want to do at the moment. This just seems to work right now. And so I'm making sure that I'm kind of, you know, I don't arrange interviews anymore. I don't speak to candidates anymore unless one of my account managers needs a little bit more help. I'm, I'm really not there as the in-the-business guy. I'm there as the guy to help direct how we can get more business coming through as a, as a, as a whole. Um, so my goal of the next six months is to have this 100% so I am, you know, 98, 99% on the business. That's, 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 that's where I expect to be. And I, I'm, I'm aiming to be there in the next six months. Um, the reason I bring that up is because then it's part of that same part of that business plan point. Um, this has opened my eyes up to, well, if I'm doing that with the media sector and account managers and account directors and so on, do you know what? I'd be stupid not to go and open another agency in name to actually go and put this through in a completely brand new process, doing 99% on the business from the very start. And I'm very, very keen to do that. So I expect by mid-next year, you may find that Humanomics is, is there and also there's another completely brand new company that we're doing this process with. That's, that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is, I've just, um, I may mention this before, we've now, um, because of Double R, we've actually got in a lot of clients that are significant players in the, in the market sector. And the consequence of that in a positive way is the people in that sector, they're not the, um, what I remember we said last time, I try and stick to people that are 50 grand or above basic salaries, 50,000 sterling um, pounds. Um, but, but, but what I've noticed is a lot of the people that we're getting on the books now that are coming to me for help, they're actually not. They're now six-figure income people. Um, so I've just signed up um, all the domains for, um, imaginatively named, uh, superhumanomics. Um, <laughs> and the superhumanomics are going to be the six-figure income group. So we've kind of got a, a semi-niche sector already partitioned in a way as we speak. And I've got my web designer at the moment working on getting that superhumanomics addition to the humanomics stable, if you like. Um, that's the second thing, and that, that's happening now. So I expect Superhumanomics to be up and running before the end of this year, and that'll be, as I said, the six-figure income pluses. Nice. The, the, the third thing, and the final thing, sorry, the, the fourth thing on your uh, iPad there, Andy, for me, is making myself redundant. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, by the end of next year, I want to have not only that 
working as it is, and it's working now fine, but making sure I'm 99% on the business. But having somebody doing what I'm doing now is my job, uh, and employing that person to actually do what I do on a daily basis, which is what we've just described. That, to me, is the uh, recruitment nirvana. And um, at the moment, I see that very clearly by the end of 2017. Awesome. So... Loving that, Keith. Didn't know any of this, which is which is awesome. So that's your goal for end of 2017. So we got well, just shy of um, well, just over 12 months, isn't it? Really. So let's be let's be pessimistic. So we've got 12 months to make that happen. Then. So at the moment, then, what you do right now, then. So obviously, you know what we need to do is we need to number one, do a did it sheet to see everything you do in the business across a month, and secondly, systemize what you're doing, and thirdly, you know that um, we do it, you do it. So we move over to someone else to do and other systems, et cetera, et cetera. So if we look at what you do in the business right now, so yeah. as things stand today, so we're now in September 2016, if you're watching this back on the recording. So we're, um, sure. if we look at what you're doing now. If we, um, if we break this down to, say, three silos to give a visual, because not everyone is where you are, and lots of people in their mindset will be going, um, that sounds great. But it's impossible. Lots of people be saying, um, I'm, "I'm doing exactly the same." Uh, let's go through this. Let's go through maybe where you were at the start. So when we first spoke, where you are now, yeah. and where this Nirvana is going to be. So let's say end of 2017. So if we just list maybe the, um, and make it nice and simple. Say the the five primary activities. It doesn't need to be a task. So for example, in our business, we spend so much time dicking around doing stuff that um, actually is not focused on a true outcome. It's, it's, it's incredible. So I don't want you to say, Andy, I'm doing these five things which are all awesome, focused on outcome. You might be doing two or three things to, that are still dicking around, which are not really focused on yeah. the outcome. You know, If you think about, again, if we earn a million dollars a year, a million pounds, break it down to what your average hour, hourly fee is, why are you doing it? Why is someone else not doing it? So we look at, say, the top yeah. five things you're doing when we started, or just before we started, top five things you're doing now, and then the top five things you're going to be doing at point of Nirvana. So we get that sort of visual. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm that. And, 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 and help steer me on this, Andy, because I say maybe some uh, I, I, I sidetrack off, but yep. certainly I'll tell you where, where, where my impression of that is. Um, the, the obvious one for the starting, um, and <laughs> we said it before, I was doing everything. Um, I was cold calling, I was um, lead generation, trying to use LinkedIn, trying to search on the job boards every day, um, basically t- t- working you know, 15, 16 hours a day to, to make humanomics uh, successful. And I think we mentioned in the last hot seat, um, I nearly gave up, and I don't mean gave up in a negative way, just thought this is, this is shit, I don't want to work in recruitment anymore, but I nearly left the industry. Um, and so for me it was... <laughs> This is a, not a make or break, but something's got to change. And, um, you know, the, the old adage is, but the change starts from within. And for me, it was like, well, there's got to be a way to do this. If I'm going to stay in recruitment, there's got to be a way, better way to do recruitment. So that's where we started. And for me, it was, let's see what there is, because I, I believe there was a better way. Thankfully, you, you and your, your knight in shining armor turned up. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of horses, Keith. Um, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> So we, so wait, so wait, you're doing everything. You're cold calling. You had long, long days. You n- nearly gave up. Um, so, I had a team of, uh, of of four staff that were in Covent Garden with me as well. Okay, um, and they were doing, you know, under my uh, management, t- trying to emulate what I was doing. 
Okay, so so really at that time you were managing the team, but also you were actually doing the, the sourcing the clients, sourcing the candidates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah? yeah. So um. Yeah. Very much a control freak at that stage. So for example, I'm I'm looking at you, Garth. Uh, I'm not going to mention your surname, um, but Garth, looking at you, you've got a really, really cool business, big business, and um, you're doing lots of the doing. So this this resonates with you. It resonates with lots of you. But um, Garth, for example, this is um, this is you. Uh, when we had the conversation around your marketplace and what you're doing, then looking at your business, it's, um, yeah, the, the, um, the role in the business, I think, needs to change, and that's where the scale will come from. So... That's where you were then. So now, just take us through what you what you do now. So, um, and if, you don't have to you know, don't have to make up five. It's not five, or um, don't sex yeah, it out. Just be, be direct. But what do you do now? So, you, yeah, just uh, right. Um, uh, what I do now is I still have a little bit of control freak in me because, as we've mentioned last time, I lost everything. I don't want to do it again. So I still have a little bit of making sure that the data sets are correct. So I'm working on the business, make sure the data sets are correct for, for our company. Um, th- those CVs that we get in from wh- whichever system it is, the VA, the um, account managers, or, or the, the, the uh, uh, data providers, uh, that gets, those CVs get farmed out to our account managers, um, and they take full responsibility for those CVs. Cool, yeah. Okay, um, I uh, still, apart from one account manager, one account manager now actually does full 360 for me um, because I've got her, she, she's now at the level where I believe she can actually put the right message out for humanomics. So she speaks to clients and to the candidates, so she does the whole thing. And the goal is to get all the account managers doing exactly that. Um, but on the client side, I still talk to the um, CEOs, MDs, presidents, whatever, to make sure that the... Um, we win the business in the first instance. So, so do you talk to all clients or just the senior clients, you know, these, these, these big fish? Both really, Andy. Um, if we go back to the metrics I think we touched on either earlier or, or last time, um, these figures aren't massive yet. You know, you're only talking in a week maybe uh, 20 clients that, that would need a conversation. Um, and the kind of conversations I have are a very, very soft sell at this point. Um, and the, the, the point of the conversations I have are to actually make them aware of humanomics, getting our positioning correct right now. Um, and so from those 20 clients, it'll be a case of, I don't even want to work with you right now, because as I said to you last time, we're, we're cherry-picking, but I want to make sure they're aware of us. So you, um, say, so you say that to the client, you're saying, I don't want to speak to you right now. Um, yeah. And so, so if we think about this as a process, then, so let's think about... Um, your client, he sat there and it's um, Sunday evening or it's um, Thursday morning, then this uh, double R, double R thing happens, comes through and he goes, right, okay, he comes back to you. He says, Keith, yeah, let's speak on Monday at two o'clock or speak on Wednesday at three o'clock. And then so you you give the guy a call, he calls you, then you get on the the conversation and he's thinking, oh, here we go, another another shitty recruiter is going to be selling crap to me. Um, (laughs) You you get on that call and you actually frame it as um, I'm interviewing you. Is that what um, okay, so so this is um, this is I didn't know this was happening, but this is um, really really cool. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm also thinking about the process here because um, let's think about this. They've come to you, said, "Can we speak at four o'clock on Tuesday?" And then the first point of contact was you to them. Then they've come back to you. So now it's a conversation. How does that conversation go then? This is really important thinking about it because um, if you think about yeah. the process and, and, the, and the psychology behind it. You've used double R double R to connect with them. They then come back to you and say, "Speak on Monday at four o'clock." Then you're saying. Do you know what? You're not good enough for me, or I don't want your business. How does that conversation go then? 
Yeah, very much so, Andy. And don't get me wrong, when I have those 20 conversations, I'm hoping that every, every one of them is going to be what I consider one of the cherries that I want to pick. You know, I'm hoping they're going to be a client. Um, but I have to say, there's been a couple out there for different reasons, and, you know, I'll try and list those briefly shortly, but for different reasons, they're not being the right kind of, kind of client for us. And so it's the case of, well, immediately I've gone, well, you two or three, I won't want to work with anyway, so they're out the window. The next five or six, respectfully, have taken the call reluctantly. It's another agent, like you say, it's another agent that they've got to take the call of, hoping that there's going to be that night in shiny armor for them. And for whatever reason, that's just not right. But there has been, uh, as I say, at least 25% where we've gone, look, I'm not, I'm not actually here to get business from you. I'm actually here to make you aware that this is what we do. And you need to be aware of what humanomics is about because I think we're a good company. And so that, that comes down to, as well, I suppose my own confidence, just making them aware of what we do. But, but there is also two or three from them each week that are saying, okay, I quite like you. We're in the right bracket. We're in the right niche sector. We're in the right um, rates um, kind of levels. That's another problem you mentioned. You know, we only work at 20% now or above. Um, so that there, there are other factors that come into that. So that process of those 20 people is something that I'm still heavily involved with because... So if, if I might well, just, just quickly jump in there, there's two, there's two key things you said there, Keith, um, which you, you didn't get yourself credence for, which is really, really cool. Um, first off, you know, you've got the ability to talk to these guys and say, do you know what, I'm not here to sell, I'm here to see if we're a fit and sit and let, uh, let you know. And the reason, you know, yeah. you, because you said your confidence, if you think back 18 months ago, if you got in a conversation with five of these 20 guys... Um, I don't know, and you might make me look a complete prat now, but I imagine the confidence you now got wouldn't have been there um, 18 months ago. The reason why you got the confidence is because you got the, the, the lead flow happening. Is that correct? So, you know, you can say, listen, I don't know. That's a large part of it. And also, as well, Andy, one of the, if you remember, the, the, you know, well, of course you remember, you, you created this system for us all. Um, one, of the, 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 uh, one of the three big pillars of this system is become the expert in your market. Well, I wasn't the expert in the market when we first started. Um, respectfully I'm probably not now but I'm much better now than I was and in fact just this week not this week last week I got caught out on that um, <laughs> one of the CEOs I spoke to actually ended up wanting a job himself um, and he was starting to ask me a lot about industry knowledge and industry contacts which again I'm still learning so uh, you know I, I, I'm not the expert yet but I'm certainly better than I was 18 months ago yeah, and you're moving there. You're moving there. The, the second point you make, Keith, again, you skipped over it, which is fair play to you, humble about this, um, is you, you said you're only now working at above 20, 20% and above. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. There are clients that we've still got that we've got lower rates with. We don't go lower than 15 anyway, uh, 15%, but those are clients that I've had for a long, long time, and some of them I'm kind of still got this loyalty thing going on where I think I should help. So if- um, so if we can summarise, Keith, then, just two, two re- reasons, maybe three reasons, maybe just one reason then. Um, yeah. Why, why have you now got the ability to turn clients away and say, I don't want to work with you? Um, and secondly, how have you now got the confidence to say, we only work at 20% and above? What, what's changed? You know, I, I think we, we can see the conceptual answer here, but... Um, Absolutely, yeah. What, 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 There's what, two factors on it. Yeah. The first one is pure volume. Um, the, the volume through the door now through these systems is just we're able to do that you know whereas once you had a, a fishing rod and a line trying to get that one um, fish out of whatever bed you're fishing in now it's not a case of that you've got a barrel of fish and so that pure volume alone means you can now go and pick which fish you like nice so you got, so you got, the, you got the, the volume and what's the second thing um, the second thing is I, 
I have got more confidence about the sector now than when I first started out. Um, I do know more about it. I know I know what people look for. The questions I ask now are rel- very relevant, and these, are, interestingly, these are through um, using again one of the applications, SurveyMonkey. Um, we went out to 50 clients um, that were respected in the industry and asked them specifically what they hate about recruiters, why they would never want to work with the recruiter again, and really got down to the, to the dirt about why they wouldn't want to work with the recruiter. And off the back of that, we, you know, the, the antithesis of that is exactly what they do want, and you know, without them knowing. And psychologically, it's a nice little trap to put them in, but that, that helps us then go. Well, you you need you now need this. So when I go to market, um, my avatar hears from me based on what they've said to me what they want nice. um, whether that's a semi-expert in the market or not it's just using a, a bit of common sense nice and it's like jump in the chat box earlier you picked up um i think it was 80k was it john you picked up from um the system presentation for a new psl and part of that process is the first the first box in that six-step process or seven steps you set up that way is the very first box in that process is about the avatar of your your prospects their their, their world it's nothing to do with you it's, it's the problem with them so that six-step process um you've just got the data you need for that first part of the process which is awesome so we've got 20 combos a week you're turning away people who um are not not cool for you you're working 20 percent above so at the moment then your your job in the business then how, how could you summarize your role now um compared to where yeah. it was 18 months ago or a year ago yeah uh, do you know what i mean without not so much summarizing the role because i think that what you've just written down there pretty much tells people what i do um more summarizing how i feel <laughs> Um, you know, I, I'm far more in control of this situation now. Um, and all I've got to do each week, just at my fingertips, is I can actually turn up the heat or turn the heat down based on what kind of activity I want that week. You know, we talked about, you know, it's slightly going off track, but w- what I do now is I don't work Mondays. Um, we were going to get to that. I don't work Friday. I don't work Fridays. I don't work Tuesday afternoons because I don't see this as working. I see it as kind of learning. Um, so I'm kind of really now it's a two and a half day week already and we're already doing more money than that so I'm earning more I'm actually working less and we're now getting to a point where I can do that remotely and that's very very imminent nice two and a half days and, and more of the green stuff which is, which is cool you know, I didn't say everyone's model I'm conscious people it, might it, have it doesn't up. and do you know what I had um, when we sent out that um, we did a podcast and essentially it was part of the interview with you and I had some um I had some, well, recruiters are funny. They fall into two brackets and you guys in the group, you know, are not in, in those brackets, but um, I had some people email me and say, you're, um, and I use their words, not mine guys. You're a wanker. You're full of shit. This guy's not doing that. You've, um, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, this is exa- recruiters wrote this to me. It's like crazy. It's like, why would you do that? I could take a screenshot and put that, you know, if I was that built that way. And it's like mental. And other people um, email me. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> It sounds like they have a fast sports car to them. Um, yeah, it just press a big red button um, mindset, and they think that's what we're doing. Of course, not that. And the second type was, um, listen, I always want to have an office. That's where I've been built. What if I want to have an office? Great. If you can systemize the business so you can work remotely, if you've got that in an office, it would be even bigger because the systems will grow it. So whether you want to be working remotely and have a laptop business or you want to have a um, an office, it's the systems that make it happen. And the systems will make the office business scale even more than working remotely. But it's the systems and the automation that makes it happen. So, yeah, funny, funny old breed, these, these guys. And um, anyhow, um, I will – yeah, maybe one day I will, I will share them. But <laughs> – 
crazy, crazy. Let's do this then. Let's move to your 2017, as you call it, your um, recruitment nirvana. So what does that look like? So um, what's going to be happening in your business? What do you want to happen? So we know what we need to move towards the um, 12 months from now then. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, in essence, Andy, and it's it, it's not too difficult, this, it, it's basically the things that we've got in the second column there, those things have just got to be done by somebody else and I will be, will be employing. Um, now, it, it, not just those things. So what I, would, what I, would, I imagine, this is where I imagine this to be, and this is the, the, the kind of um, creation that I've got on my, on my business plan here, is that I will have team leaders that will have team leaders of the account manager that will actually make sure that all the account managers are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'll have a team leader that will actually look after my VAs, who's, who's the VA, VA team leader, will do all the VA activities that we talked about, and I'll have uh, an overall person that is just going to be the project manager or whatever title they want to choose that makes sure that all those teams are actually running. Um, and, and, and that's it. That it literally is that. So you're going to have um, a t- team leader, and th- these guys be remote again, I guess, will they? Everyone's remote, uh, and I think what's important here that um, this we touched on last time, that these people are not only remote, they're all on commission only as well. Nice. Um, I, I guess a few people now, uh, They get half. Pardon? Even so. They get 50%, so it's, it's good commission. Um, you know, one deal from the commission-only uh, 50% option here is better than most people doing two or three deals in an agency. Yeah, so this, it's, it's yeah and this is why I love, love your model, and this is why I want to dig deep on it in a, in a separate session, because the remote-only session, it comes down to um, it comes down to lead generation. What's the word you used just now? You said about um, turning the heat on, turn the heat off. So if you, if you, want, yeah, more, yeah. you want more leads, then, you, you, then you, you just put more data through it. You want more candidates, you put yeah. more data through it. You want less. And so the constraint is, so... You know, if we put too many leads for it, and I think it's Vito said last week, um, right, shit, I've got all these leads. What do I do now? What do in circle members do when they've got too many, too many leads? Um, and, it, and that's the next constraint in the business. So it's focusing on the first constraint. But um, So what we're looking to do then is really everything you've referenced in that middle column will be done by someone else. You'll have team leaders be actually in management of the remote recruiters. So your role will be, what, checking in. Uh, we'll be working a day a week, two days a week. We'll be checking in on a daily. But what, what's, how do you see that looking? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I imagine just because of the kind of person I am, until it's got to the level where I think it, it, it you know, just just when things tend to go well, that's the most I think you need to be most wary of. So for me, it's I would always be a weekly um, check-in anyway. I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Um, yeah, but you know, the, the, at some point, you would you would really hope that that could remove that to once a month. But you know, if I'm checking in once a week. Believe me, that would be very, very pleasing. <laughs> when it comes down to metrics, you know, we cover in that frustration and freedom session, well, the full sessions, it comes down to metrics. Um, yeah. You know, whether you have a, a daily wash-up, a weekly wash-up, monthly, etc. it comes down to the, to the metrics and um, making sure that these different phases are systemized. So even what you do now, so for, for example, the process of you going out and identifying, going to Google or whatever it is, identifying the data set providers, then number two, send an email, number three, having a conversation, number four, that can all be systemized. Your variables and the conversation you have with them, that can be systemized. So everything you do now can, can be systemized, just making sure it is. So if you think about everything you do now, each one of those five points can be systemized. Um, and you dig down, there'd be you know, 10, 15, 20 different subsets underneath that. Um, and it, it, it can be systemized, but it's ensuring that every point yeah. of that, there's a metric that you can assess. Um, and of course, as always, we, we, we go one, one pillar at a time, one step at a time. But um, awesome. Well, Keith, listen, um, I'm going to 
Like I said, Mark, I'm going to check the, the chat box. So let's do this. So, guys, any questions for Keith around the data side or around his role now or how it was or how it's going to be, please put in the chat box. Anything you want to ask Keith about anything else, um, put it in the chat box. If I can answer it direct because it's been answered already, I will do that. If not, I will convey it to Keith. If you've answered the question before and I, um, in my wisdom, have not answered it or Keith, I've not put it to Keith and I've, I've skipped over it, my apologies. Please repaste it in the chat box so I can come back to you. And then what we're going to do is put all these questions to Keith. So what I'm going to do, Keith, is um, I'm going to go through all of these questions. Now, we've been talking for close to hours. I'm quickly going to nip for a um, – Okay. The toilet very quickly. If you want to do the same, if we reconvene in 60 seconds, guys, we're going to give you enough time now to post all your questions to Keith. Now, about the remote business, about the, the um, building a remote set of recruiters, account managers, we're going to cover that on a separate hot seat. And Keith and I um, now are going to have a separate conversation, and we're going to make it into um, Keith's process steps. And I think there's actually something here we can build on in terms of actually creating additional strategies, which I think is really, really cool. But kudos to to you keith for making it work in this way so guys if you put your questions in the chat box now over anything um keith if you and i come back in say 60 seconds we'll then get through yeah. these questions is that cool yeah that's cool cheers good man Okay, we are back. Let me unmute Keith. Keith, are you there? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Let me check the um, the chat box. Let me go through these questions. So, um, okay, for those you've asked about the CRM, uh, we'll come back to you once Keith's gone through that process. A uh, lot of love for you doing the uh, the separate session on the remote team awesomeness um, give him a week to recover from a beef <laughs> um, you have to start to pay key to mentor us I think Mark answered that um, Rachel it was a session from so if, if you go into the members area now just log into members area now click on new if you click on new the, the top two sessions the last two sessions is what you need Rachel okay um, Mark, it was Spaceship Rocks. Spaceship Rocks. We'll actually be giving you a list of all these providers um, separately, but that's also covered in Double R, Double R, the requirements game plan, which is probably, I don't know, three, six, nine months old. No, if you look in there. Um, I think we've answered that. Tanner. John H., I think we've answered that. If not, let me know. Uh, Natasha, is Keith actually working on filling jobs? 
or is his 360 account manager the only person filling jobs? Are there other revenue streams outside of placements? Am I missing something? Um, I think it's as simple as it seems, Natasha, but I just want to confirm that, Keith. Do you want me to re- re-ask the question, Keith? Yeah. No, well, I think I understand it. In essence, um, there are clients that I do speak speak to, and so, yes, I, I do occasionally do deals myself. But, but no, in essence, what I, what I do is actually I facilitate the client relationships for my account managers, or in, in one case at the moment, she actually does the whole 360 degree. So as I say, my, my goal now really, sorry, my, my, my way of working that now is that to get all the account managers to be able to speak to the uh, clients as well, and I'm learning and training with them to actually um, facilitate that process. Natasha, let me know if that answered the question. Um, thanks for that, Keith. But Natasha, it is, it, it's, um, it is how it sounds. Uh, there isn't any, um, what's the word, smoke and mirrors. It is as it sounds. Um, for those of you who've asked questions about the remote team, some of you have asked about tools, some of you have asked about how you find them, some of you have asked today in the UK, some of you have asked, um, we've got a whole host of questions. Um, if it's cool with you guys, let's do that on a separate session. Keith and I will speak offline about that session um, because I think it's worth us going through that in detail. So um, just hold fire if you could just for a little bit, and we're going to go through that in detail and actually come up with a set of process steps and the, the collateral around that. So let's not do this um, half-baked if that's okay with you guys. Um, lots of love here for you. I think you've answered that. Um, I think we've answered this already, Casey, but I will re-ask the question. Um, what is the scope of your remote recruiters? Is it candidate sourcing purely? I think we've covered this. It's the full, the full gambit, but Keith, you want to give some context again? You know, so you, of the four remote recruiters, I think it's four or five, I can't remember now. Um, yeah. just, if you can give a, maybe just a very brief overview of what their, their role is and their, um, uh, you know, their activities, etc. for Casey. Yeah, well, um, yeah, they, they have different activities at the moment, and it's just simply because I recognise that they have different skills. Um, you know, they may all be Olympians, but not necessarily all the same sport. So I've not treated them the same way. So I've only got one woman at the moment who actually does the full 360 with clients and candidates. I've only got one guy at the moment who's been with me the longest, but he, he actually doesn't like speaking to clients, so I help facilitate that with him. Um, he also, because of that, he actually is the person that also does the job boards for me. So they are all doing different tasks. And the two newer ones, that all they do is they just deal with, with candidates. That, that's all they do. So I kind of farm the candidates out to them, other than the one I mentioned that that's just the job boards because he, he gets them himself. Um, but, but long and short of it, no one talks to a candidate really until, apart from the one who does 360, until they've gone through double R, double R. Okay, so, so guys, hopefully you got the process there. So if you just visualize this again, step one, the list, the data list of the candidates. Number two, they go into double R, double R. Then three, they speak to the candidate. Um, and the, the the remote recruiters, they not all of them, but they do they do everything, correct? So your your job really is, is to pass on the data in some ways. And you do a little bit of client um, liaison officer type stuff also. Is that right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Okay, good. Um uh, well, quite a few of you have asked about the CRM system, so let's do this. So, as Keith said, he's, you know, he's looking at a system now. Um, yeah. In terms of CRM systems, you know, 
We're, what you're focusing on here, guys, is um, probably the wrong, the wrong thing. You're focusing now on, on the Go Faster stripes, not the actual foundations or the car itself. You're focusing on the wrong, wrong, wrong part of the process. Um, your question should probably really be about, right, how do we get the clients and candidates? What you're focusing on is how do we put the icing on the cake? Um, you, you're focusing on different constraint here. But let's do this. Um, two things. Number one, we are, as we said before, we've now been doing this for well, a good few months now. We are going to be giving you a, a new strategy, an integrated strategy that shows you how to integrate um, double R, double R into a um, into a, a lead system. So uh, the replies come in. What do we do with them? Replies come in three months time. Replies come in, go into another system. Replies come in. We're now working on that integration. So we're going to be share, sharing that with you. Um, in the not too distant future. So guys, just know that part is coming. So the constraint, first of all, and the reason why the strategy started was because we needed another way to get clients and candidates. We came with the strategy. Secondly, next constraint, right, it's working really, really well. Next constraint, we need now to, to manage these huge amounts of data in a way that we can systemize and automate. That's what we're now working in. So my team's in, in the Philippines. That's what we're now working on. So that's going to come, okay, guys? So questions around the um, management of the data and the replies, et cetera, know that there is a, a full solution coming. But what I will do out of, um, um, well, I guess, respect, I will ask Keith, what do you do right now, though? Okay, so you get the replies in, um, you get um, you get sent a 1,000 CVs. What what do you do at that point, Keith? Because I've got questions around that from, from people. Yeah, sure. As I say, once we've got the response from these candidates that they are looking and they're in our right sector and, and they are like to, to be put onto our database, um, again, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate why it's important that they are qualified in a second. Um, once I get those candidates in, they then go to the account managers. It's as simple as that. There's no more uh, rocket science than that. But, but once they get them, these are people that have actually asked for our help at that point to actually find them a job. So they're no longer cold, they're warm. In fact, they're, they're, they're quite hot and they're ready to go. So it's key that, that we put them through the um, checking system, if you like, before they actually get to the account managers. Because what, what I don't want, you know, these account managers are on commission only, right? So to, to be a little bit more um, sympathetic to the fact that they're on that, I don't really need them going to troll in the databases or trolling the candidates that we've got, speaking to 50 people in the hope that they're looking for a job and they're in the right sector. What I really need is them going, there you go, here's 50 candidates, and they're looking right now, today, in our sector, and they're the right level for the jobs that we've got that live. Now, once that person's now vetted them with all the candidate response sheets or whatever questions you do in your own uh, agencies, once you've got that, that candidate qualified verbally, we can then start getting them interviews. It's, it's as simple as that. Awesome. So the, the, the process, again, really is, as I just laid out before, there's no, there's no rocket science to it. In terms of um, what you're actually doing with the data, I think a few people have asked, though, when the data comes in, so by that I mean the um, – the CV comes in or the response comes in from the yeah. candidate. What do you physically do in terms of a set of steps? So step one, I, um, I physically go in, open the email. Number two, I download the CV. Number three, I do this. Or do you give it to a VA? Or I think that's what the question may be for some people. Right, okay. Um, so, so if I get this in the wrong steps, then just, as I say, just redirect me into to the, to the question. But if I understand what you're asking is, what happens when a CV comes into us having been through double R, double R? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I don't do anything with it. I just send it to the account manager. I don't. I don't open it. I don't speak to it. I don't. I don't do anything with it. And it comes into one of the inboxes that we've set up for it um, because of the um, quick mail campaign. 
and it comes into a different folder, and that folder just gets found out. I don't, I don't touch them at that point because they're looking. And the um, <laughs> account manager, do they, do they then upload the details into the ATS or whatever system you use? And they don't go on there until, as I say, we've, we've, we've then qualified them. So they come in from – okay, so the data comes in on a, on a CSV file. The CSV file goes through a um, – um, uh, well, first of all, we check it. We actually use a, a bulk email checker to check that it's actually the right data uh, or it works. Once we get a response from that person that they're looking – then it goes to the, to, the, to the account manager. And the account manager will check whether that person is telling the truth, basically. Got I.e., they're in the right sector and they're the right kind of caliber and the right, right, right level. Um, I touched on this earlier. There's, there's, a, there's a big reason for that. One, we're not wasting their time, so we've got a really good hit rate that these people are exactly what they say, and, that, and that's important to not waste my account manager's time. Yep. The second reason is, those people then going onto the database help build a database that is guaranteed to be the right sector and that in itself has a good value at some point to an outside investor, either to invest and or sell. Absolutely. So that, that's why that, that um, cleansing act happens. Absolutely. We said this a, a thousand times now, guys. The, the, I can't stress this enough. The, the document you create about the size of your marketplace and then how many you have, you have, you have inside your database, inside your networks, etc., is the most important document in your business. The biggest asset in your business will be these data sets. It's not your personal relationships. It's not your, quote, brand, etc., etc. Investors nowadays want to see you input 10 units, you get 100 units out the back of it, out of it. And this is absolutely key. It's that qualified data inside your, quote, database. The questions that are coming around um, CRM systems and other bits and pieces, a few of you still ask questions. If we can, let's go through that part of the process on the, on the next hot seat with Keith, because as we identified before, I think it's a value to go through that process in detail. We can go through step by step. And indeed, what Keith and I will do before that is um, we'll out the steps one through to seven, eight, nine, ten, so we can see what it looks like. So you know what that, that is. And now already my mind's thinking about how we can actually create um, a set of strategies around this that we can test with some of you actually building up these remote teams. So, it's, so Keith, you've, you've, um, you've triggered a few things in my mind, which is awesome. So thank you personally, but also inside the, the group. Those of you who've asked the CRM questions, hopefully that's cool. Let me know if it's not. There's, there's something specific which we can cover now. Um, how does he... Okay, covered that. Um, okay, Bill, I think we just covered that off there around the ATS. Let me know if that's cool. Natasha, thanks. In fact, Natasha, you, you guys are um, kindred spirits. Is he tracking the leads that come in and then setting the call up with prospective clients himself? I think we covered that off, Dan. Let me know if you need. Um, James is going to be covering them on the separate session about remote teams. Um, Mark, of course you can, but uh, uh, listen, there's lots of you on the call now. Uh, out of respect for Keith, I think the cool thing would be this. Uh, don't actually go and connect with him and ask the questions. Or you're free to, but let's be respectful of Keith's time. You know, he's looking to have a laptop lifestyle. And so uh, all the questions you've got about the remote side of things, let's walk the walk on this, guys. And let's, um, on the next session, we'll put them to him. And um, I'll speak to Keith afterwards about um, just how quickly we can do that. But obviously, it's a huge topic for you guys. But, um, you, of course, you're free to reach out. Of course, you guys are. But um, I think it'd be cool, though, if you've got the questions you've got, let's put it in a one-to-many format and ask him on the call. Um, I've answered that. Uh, answered that. <laughs> Um, Garth, if you go inside the members area, if you look for um, 
ATS stroke CRM, you'll see a document in there around assessments from Inner Circle members on existing ATS CRM systems. Have a look inside there, Garth, but um, also ping me a message after you look at that. Um, on the client prospect side, what is Keith doing? I think we might have covered that largely, but um, said before, 20 conversations a, a week was what the metrics, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah, it's about that the, uh, on average. Um, that's based on the actual numbers that we're putting through, and this is, this is the, the, another key factor here. Um, that's consistent, and that's a consistent factor because we're putting in 500 a week. So, you know, it, 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 yeah. One thing I was explaining to a mate of mine about um, what we're doing, and you know, there's a lot of suspicion around this process, Andy, in the, in the industry, because it's just too good to be true sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just fit that old model of cold calling and believe that's the only way to work. Um, I think it's dinosaur. I think it's outdated. I think it's, I think it's got a mileage in it. And I think at some point it's going to, it's going to turn into a, to the old estate agency um, syndrome that happened in the 90s in the, in the UK, where it's just considered the crap industry with crap people in it. And I think that cold calling method has actually not done any favours in that, that flavour. So the, the, the point I want to make about that, though, is um, if you are putting in to a process that is working by putting ABC at one end and you get XYZ at the other... It, that shows that the process is working, right? And that's different than, than the process works. When you do that process that is working over a 6 to 12 month period, then that process is working and it works. That's a different, there's different factors there. So one month, yeah, it's working. Well, that's not a proof of the pudding. It's when it's working over 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 months, then it works. Not it's working, it works. And I think that's the biggest battle that I've faced in the last 12 months is getting from a point of, does this something that, that will work for me and does it work overall? Well, I've proved over the last six months that the systems are, have been working. I think by the end of this year, I can prove that the system works. Love that. I'm, um, with your um, consent, I'm going to nip that and call that up, um, one of our podcast titles, I think. <laughs> Um, working versus work. I love that. It's a really, um, uh, well, it's, it's the old adage, isn't it? Um, the helicopter view, you know, the, the concept versus the implementation. I love that. Working versus work. I love that. Um, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. And that's why the key thing, guys, is this. It's, it's each week, each month, you've got your metrics. And that's where the, that's where the scale comes from. It's metrics. It's not about um, your, your views on how it feels or um is yeah. it nice or is it's, it's the metrics it's black and white it's as simple as that really, and as i said before yeah, if your outcome is to earn 500k right um i'm not too interested in you read seven books on abc i'm not too in- interested in that um right what's the exact process we've used randy i've, I've tried double r double r putting 200 leads and it didn't work okay great um go and make 200 calls and tell me that works um and you can't get this view. We're building virtually all of you, bar about 10% of you, all of you, whether you're already at half a million, essentially we're building a business from the ground up because we're, we're going from um, the old way and we've had to change your positioning, change your networks, change your databases, implement new tools. We're literally building a business from the ground up for, for virtually all of you. And if you went into business now, any business, you know, start a plumbing business and you said, right, I'll, um, end of week one, I've got, no, I've got no plumbing clients or end of month one. Well, I've posted three blog posts and everyone doesn't see, see me as an expert. What sort of mindset is that? And that's one of the things I was going to mention before. One of my um, masterminds, when I went to an Amsterdam a few months ago, um, you know, the guy, you know, this guy's in, uh, 
in the in the fitness industry and you know one of his clients and he was talking about this you know one of his clients like well i've, I've been posting now on online for i can't remember what it was but it's like four weeks five weeks and um <laughs> we're building a business here guys we're building a business. So even a direct strategy like this, a campaign whereby you can put 100 leads in, you can get a result within 24 hours. You can get clients, candidates within 24 hours. You can. Simple as that. If you can get a run in 24 hours, you will get a result. You might get 10, 10%. You might get 50% come back to you. But you're going to get potentially clients, candidates as soon as you get this running. Now, to what degree you use that and to what degree the quality comes down to different points of failure, you know, the data, the, the open, the reply, the inbound, etc. But it's all about the metrics. There's no woo-woo about this. It's not whether you like it. It's the metrics. And I don't want to be too crass, but I've said this to you, um, virtually all of you. Ultimately, it comes down to how much you're earning, first of all. So, Keith, you know, you're, you're, um, you know the outcomes uh, for all of you is, Andy, I want to be earning X amount a year. Or for you, your, your outcomes, yeah, I want to earn more, but also I want to be working less, which is cool. Not every recruiter is like you, Keith. But if you think about this, you've got a process and you've got to get, let the metrics drive the success of that process. And it's so, so, so important. And I can't stress that enough. And Keith, thanks for letting, or just reestablish that because as much as you go through this and say, oh, I've tried it and it, it, it's, the metrics tell that. If you send me an email saying, yeah, I tried double R, double R, it's, it's bullshit, it doesn't work. Okay, great. What metrics? Well, I put 100 in. What happened? Well, 97% um, weren't delivered. Okay, well, nothing wrong with the strategy. Your data sucks. What do you do with the data? Yeah. Um, put it back to you. Um, right, or, or with Ricka. So Ricka said, um, Andy, I've done this, and um, the reply rate, well, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't, wasn't working. Great, send me the template. We tweaked it, picked up 100K this week. So the metrics will always drive it. It's not down to whether you like it. It's not down to whether you believe in it. It's not down to whether the industry believes in it. And to be honest, I'm really ha happy that everyone thinks we're crazy. They think we're a little bit mental, and some people think we're full of shit. I think it's great. Leave them to it. Um, let them keep doing what they're doing. It's, it's our little secret, our little party. But you must let the metrics drive it. It's, if You must. If you put 500 leads in and you haven't got clients and candidates at the back end of it, then, yeah, we've got a problem. But we can fix it. But the metrics will drive that, guys. But if you dabble in it and you put 50 in and then oh, it's delivered or whatever, then you know what? The point of failure is you. The point of failure is the data. The point of failure is whatever it is. The process works, and it works every single time. And the worst case scenario is this. Once you've got metrics and you share them with me, straight away I can improve it. Straight away. I'm sure Keith could now because he's been through it so many times. And in time, you'll be able to teach your own recruiters and your own team members how to do it. But the metrics drive this, guys. So the working versus the works, that's all about metrics. It's not about how you feel about it or what you want to do. It comes down to to base metrics and the first metric with this process is right what data set have you put into it so if you come to me and say this process didn't work okay great i'm gonna to say to you send me your metrics we put 57 people in and seven got delivered or we, we got um one percent open rate or we got one percent okay great straight away we can see the problem but you must let the metrics drive you and you know we we see this thing in, in business all the time working on the business in the business a lot of time it's just bullshit people don't actually walk the walk on this but it does come down to metrics as simple as that so i love the working versus works keith it's just that's just on the yeah. money isn't it it's just so it really so is. true yeah i think so and, and we talked on it uh, we touched on it briefly earlier and that, you know again another one of my little cliches that i use that, that's one thing i think so when something works 
is working, it's not a proof it works, right? So once you get to the point that it does work, it is based on the metrics. That's that's a factor. But the second thing is as well, if you start to pin these down into five, six, seven, you know, maybe eight stages of what you actually do in recruitment, get every one of those stages not only working, but to a point over a proven time frame of doing the statistics consistently every single day, you'll get to a point where you'll have a metric that will show that that works too. To what level that works, that can be tweaked, admitted. But the point is, whether it be Double R Campaign or Content Canon or, or Webinar or Maven Webinar or a podcast or whatever it needs to be, they will have metrics attached to them. And for me... I'm very shy at some of the systems already, and you know, I haven't even tackled Maven webinars yet. You know, I can't wait to see what that brings to the table. Um, I've not even done podcasts yet. You know, I've got, I've not done video casts yet. There's, there's so much more to actually put into the system. But if you get to the end of the 2017, from my perspective, I hope to have at least eight of these different pillars with an outcome, and that outcome is just to be tweaked where I can work. We mentioned earlier, work on the business to make that outcome better. But at the point by 2017 at the end, to work out of the business to show where that can be tweaked. And that and that that's it. And that that is recruitment demand, as I said earlier. I love that the out of the business and and you're right, it's all about the pillars. So this is just again guys, this this is just one pillar, double R double R. This isn't this is just one pillar which you must get through. Um you know, those internal blocks, it's just one pillar that we need to be implementing. Let me just nip through these questions again, make sure I've covered everything off. Um, we'll just oh, keep well, doing... While you're going through that, Andy, as well, it's important that, I, th- I think you mentioned it, a couple of sessions you've done now, you've actually said that these are essential pillars. Th- this one is, is so crucial, and it's so crucial because it's not just a double R campaign, it's also a marketing campaign, it's putting your business out there, it's making sure that people are aware in the industry that you actually exist. I think it's essential that this is actually done. So... For me, it took me six months to get my head around it. So I understand if someone's not on it yet, or they're not on, they're not, you know, fully sure of why they're not doing it. But you've got to really, you know, this whatever you do to relax, whether it's a bottle of wine or it's a, a coffee with your mates or whatever it is, you've got to do it this weekend. You've got to go and do this, and you've got to get it working. Because otherwise, you just, I don't know, you're kind of blowing smoke up your own recruitment backside until you've done it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's the key thing. So it took six months to get you, to get it. But you're right. This I said it the last two two weeks. You know, I've been very forceful with everyone. This isn't, um, you know, nice. Let's, let's have a rah rah and go through a really cool strategy. This is um, an absolute must have in your business. Um, and it's as simple as that. Um, Dan, is he? We covered that one. Uh, your client leads, so you receive vacancies from your new clients through this process, through RRR, and then you pass them through yeah. to your consultants, and they um, they find suitable candidates. Um, I, I think I can answer this for you, but you can put me right. And the process also brings in the candidates, Gary. So the process brings in the clients, the process brings in the candidates, uh, apart from a few anomalies, I assume. Is that correct? Absolutely correct, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the process the brings... The only anomaly in that, sorry, Andy. The only anomaly in that is the one account manager that does the whole process itself uh, in a typical recruitment model. Um, but but even that person, I bring in the clients to her, and then she works with the clients. I bring in the candidates to her, and she works with the candidates. So the process still happens, but she's just got the warmer side of it rather than the cold side of it. So if you think about having a mass, say, say in your marketplace, you've got. Um 100,000 potential clients, and um, it's keeping it nice and simple, 100,000 potential candidates, but you've got 10 different types of client, 
10 different types of candidate. What you do is you focus on client type one and candidate type one. So the two marry up, the two match up. So you run a campaign to get the clients. You run a campaign to get the candidates. So the two marry up. So you've got clients needing these candidates. Your candidates come back and they want to move to this client. Then you find them off to your remote your remote team. So um, it's about that mapping. So the, the session that might give you an insight to that, I think it was Gary asked that, was the data mapping navigator. But essentially that's what you're going to do. But the process brings in both clients and candidates. Um, when the VA it, also brings in, it also brings in things that you don't expect <laughs> in a good way. Um, you know, just this week, I mean, I've been working on this superhumanomics now for about six months just to get this working first before I start moving into the six-figure realm. Um, but, but just last week alone, you know, I've had um, three different candidates that have come on board, and they're all quarter million owners. You know, that, 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 that's a 50 grand fee per placement if one of those guys comes in minimum. Um, you'd expect over the year you're going to do a couple of them just because they came in through the net. Um, that, that's ridiculous. That, that's just <laughs> that's that on on a side product of this process that wouldn't have happened without the process, and it wasn't the purpose of the process. I love that. And guys, if, it's just um, something I did mention before, and perhaps I didn't give enough focus on this. Remember what Keith said: he's, he's got the process working for Humonics, then he's going to replicate it into a new niche. So once he's got to work in once, he's going to replicate it. So remember one of the earliest. Um, hot seats we did on this strategy with Paul. It was um, Paul Roberts, and uh, you know, the chap took his team from either six or seven down to three or four, but doubled the revenue in the first quarter of um, actually getting up and running. And he systemized the process. It rolled out across his three, four um, consultants. But what Keith's doing is not just rolling out across consultants, but into a new niche, thinking about actually scaling up, which is where we want to be. But it's about the process in this um, replicating that process, which, which is the key thing here, guys. Um, John, uh, it may have been covered already. When the VA finds a LinkedIn profile and they send a message to link, are they then put into double R, double R as well, like a pincer movement? Do you want to repeat that, Andy? Sorry. Yeah, so when your VA finds a, a profile yeah. and they, they, um, they, they create the details, so we get 3,000 details a month. We create a database of 3,000 new ca- candidates. Number one, um, do they connect? Number two, do they send a message on LinkedIn? And number three, do they then go through double R, double R all at the same time or within a short period of time? Yeah, okay. Um, well, because I, I said, said earlier that the VA that I've currently got, which is a brand new VA, by the way, um, th- this person at the moment is doing my contacts on clients for me and first engagement email, which I've actually written for them. So that, that's what that person's doing. And then when that person, when I get a response from that um, first engagement email, I'm taking over the process with that process. Okay? So VA sends out connection. It's on LinkedIn, by the way. VA sends out the connection. They do the first engagement email. And once I get a response to that, I'm then taking over. And they're getting the, the, the Keith Southern show, so to speak. Um when on the other side of the fence, when I've got I've got that same VA's team doing some stuff for me to build the database, as I said, to bridge that gap between the shortfall I've got on candidates and clients in the market sector. Um, at the moment, that is work in progress, just to be put through a double R campaign. I've not looked further than that at this point, so I haven't got any stats to give you of worth yet to be able to tell you what I'm going to do with that. Good. So you're just starting to integrate that part of the business, but the, the, the I, th- I think the outcome is this. So as you guys know, the, the training mark is LinkedIn campaigns with the LinkedIn templates. Um, so what you will, 
what Keith's doing here is the, the VA is actually building up the network. So we're looking to add around 500 to 1,200 new contacts a month to your LinkedIn network. That's step one. Number two, as they connect, he's sending out message one. And then when, when message two comes in, Keith's taking over. Now in time, um, we want you to actually not be doing that, Keith. You know, you're not, you shouldn't be yeah. even doing that message too. That, that, that part can be systemized as well. So generally, there'll be five to ten responses maximum, and that message two can be taken up by VA also. Um, but anyway, you've yes. done that at the second. But step three, what's also happening then is we're building a network. So we're identifying um, uh Identifying Rachel, she's an awesome candidate. We're going to connect with her. Number two, she connects in that message one. But also number three, we're going to uh, get the contact details. Then number four, we're going to add them into double R, double R. So the, the word John used was pincer movement, which is pretty cool. So we've got that, those steps happening, all done by a VA, nothing to do with you, all done by an external person. So um, part of that process is... I say, even just using a LinkedIn strategy, you, you're going to be picking up clients, candidates along the way, but combine it with double R, double R, combine it with um, content, which is the, really the key thing, guys, the authority piece. Um, that's when the results, your, your conversion figures are, are crazy, Keith. Now, you're, when you have that 94% rate, if you think about when you're actually known in the marketplace and your name is, is quote, everywhere and you've got that positioning, um, it's, it's going to be difficult to improve that conversion figure. But what will happen at the back end of that process? I think also as well, it, it, you know, it lends itself to more so. It, it stops the, 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 the BS conversations about the things that you don't want to talk about in recruitment, i.e. the rates. Yeah, rebate period, you know, payment terms, all that kind of stuff that really should be should be not really discussed in this kind of call. The, the whole point of having these cherry pick clients is that you have nice relationships with them. I don't want to be selling to someone to, to explain why they should be using Humanomics. It should be like, you know what? I'm coming to you because you're a great client. You should be coming to us because can say, let's not have any bullshit about what we're actually going to do to actually do this, make this happen. Let's just make it happen. So we can have the nice side of it. Um, so we don't have the rates discussions anymore. We don't necessarily have that stuff, and it, and it just helps the whole thing to be a little bit more happier. And, you know, without being a new age hippie about this, I just want to be a little bit more happy. And <laughs> <laughs> this is helping me do that. <laughs> Peace, man. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, so that process, John. I think we laid out what what happens there. Step one through to four. Um, Keith, am I allowed to speak? Uh, yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Um, just echoing your side, I think. Echoing your side, I think. Oh, is it? I don't mean to, but I'm not touched anything. Um, let me do this. Let me then. take me off um, speaker and put me back on. What I'll quickly do is this. Uh, right, guys, just quickly muted Keith. We've um, got to the end of the session around about so what Keith's doing in the business. And just to recap, and what he's really focused on there is three phases of where he was, where he is now, where he's, where he's going to be. Now, there's been quite a few questions in the chat box. So what I'm going to do, Keith, is this. If you can just um, keep your keep your ears ready for this, I'm going to go through the questions and make sure I've got all these covered off. I think we've covered most of them. Let me just double check. So first off, guys, if I've missed anything, please type in the chat box now. Any questions for Keith, type away now. Now, Ryan. Think about your business. What questions have you got for Keith? So, Ryan, what questions have you got for Keith? Ryan's brand spanking new, but applied straight away and has picked up some really good um, business and some really cool things straight away. I want to use you as a um, barometer for questions. So, Ryan, any questions you want to put to Keith? 
do it now. Now let me go through what we've got here and see if I've covered them all off or if Keith has covered them all off. So Tanner, I think we've covered that. Um, Beth, uh, we will be covering that. The content canon, if you, if you search for that inside the members area, you'll, you'll find that, okay? Um, Dan, if it's not covered, let me know. Is he personally opening the... Are you, so, Keith, are you personally opening the responses to RRR, setting up the calls and closing the business? Um, I think we've established that the, the, the leads are forwarded to the account managers, but 20 conversations a month do happen with Keith. But what I'll do is, Keith, I'll unmute you. So the question, again, are you personally opening the responses to RRR, setting up the calls and closing the business? Now, we'll pre-frame this. If you are, Keith... You shouldn't be pretty soon. We want someone else doing that, but let me unmute you. So, Keith, there you are. Yeah, on the clients, I still am, as I say. Once I've actually made sure that they want to deal with human omics or indeed I want to deal with them, at that point, I farm those clients and jobs out to the account managers. So I, I'm the first real conversation with these clients that they get. Um, I said it before, but uh, not not wishing to be uh, short with, about this, but th th anything that goes to my account managers is already agreed. They're a candidate looking or they're a client looking, full stop. The, 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 there's no more heartache for the consultants to actually do the work. That's already agreed. Um, so that, that's the whole point of that, is that the account managers just fill the vacancies. It's kind of a you know a delivery role, really, more than anything else. I love that, Garth. Um Hopefully you're still um, you're still there, Garth. So think about your business. If you can imagine your, um, your 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 guys, rather than them doing what they're doing now, which is going out and they're doing their own thing and getting the leads and getting the candidates. Imagine if they've got um, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 candidates, clients coming to them. So we focus on Java. We focus on whatever the next um, it's going to be the um, the database, the ERP, whatever it might be. So if you think about that. It's a completely different business model, which is where you want to be moving towards. So remember we spoke about scaling across the business, not focusing just on the Java bit, um, first of all. I think it'd be where you can see yourself, how it'd be relevant. Um, now, there's been quite a few questions, again, about the remote side of things, how it's structured, how you pay them. Um, guys, all those questions about the remote stuff, we're going to cover on a separate call because we need to go through that in detail, I think. Um, You've mentioned earlier on the call, copy of Keys, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, Gary, inside the members area, it's all there for you. If you go to any double R, double R session, um, but just to recap, Gary, what Keith is using is the templates that are already created for you. So double R, double R, the template builder, that's what Keith's using, and he's mildly updated them. So you literally use what's there, Gary. There's, there's no, um, quote, gold dust. It's already there for you. You literally, um, we've got a mental block. Is it really as simple as it sounds? Yes, it is. Um, the template's already done for you. So you want double R, double R, the template builder, Gary. Inside there, I think it's five client, five candidate um, templates. Also, though, there's a Word document there now, which has got Keith's templates. Um, so um, the templates we've discussed, they're also there already, all inside the members area. And you'll see they're, they're pretty similar. Keith's made a few tweaks. But here's the thing, guys. Don't, and this is about finding your own model and what works in your own business. Uh, Take the template builder, what we've created for you, then tweak it to fit your marketplace. Tweak it to fit your marketplace. Use templates we've created and tweak it. You can use um, Keith and tweak it, but essentially Keith's taken what we put in place and he's tweaked it. But that's what you should be doing. Each of you can have a slightly different um, client, a slightly different candidate. So it's done for you. Just tweak it. 
at the very least, take what's there, copy it exactly, send it out, and get the metrics to me. It's, it's that simple. Don't overthink it, guys. It really is as simple as it sounds. And we've just got this mental block. Um, will it work for retained business? Will it work for construction? Will it work for investment banking? Will it work for uh, 100K rolls? Will it work for 20K rolls? The answer is yes, yes, yes. It's been tested. And also, Andy, it's worth noting on that that I didn't um, tweak them immediately. You know, I, I used exactly copy and paste your templates and use those. And it was when we'd gone through five or 600 clients, for example, that it was like, you know, some, pe- <laughs> some people were quite rude. Let's, be, <laughs> let, let's put that out there. Um, and they were, you know, unnecessarily rude, I thought, for the sake of receiving an email in their inbox. And you need to get a life. Jesus, there's far worse things out there. Um, but moreover, it was when I actually then quizzed those people on why were they so pissed off with the um, email that I'd sent. That it, was just, it was just my terminology and the way that I had written the email. So I, I changed them a little bit based on, again, surveying what these people thought of that email and tweaked it a little bit. Keith, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So, again, so this is the, the key thing here. So all of you said, where's Keith going to copy them? Um, the templates are there for you to use. And I say to all of you, tweet them to fit your marketplace. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you've got no idea, use them. Literally copy what's there and send it out and send me the metrics. And if we send this out and this is, these are the metrics, then we can see straight, straight away what's working, what's not working. But here's the thing. Part of the reason we must go through the avatar process in that first 90 days is because you must understand your client. You must understand your candidate. And again, so you use the word terminology. This is key, guys. So the reason why we've got that 90-day plan, first 90 days, new, new niche, new desk, is we need to understand the foundation part and the traction part. And in the foundation part, we've got the avatar. So don't just copy Keith. Keith had to tweak it to fit his marketplace, but but he's taken the core template and then tweaked it. So I actually recommend you do the same. You take the core template and tweak it. Um, and guys, same with the LinkedIn. Exactly. Exactly. All of you have got a different avatar. All of you got, got a different client, a different candidate. Now, some of you work with um, 60-year-old guys who work in the city who've never been on a webinar. Some of you work with 21-year-old fashion people who are just young, hungry, and just everything's digital. You've got completely different avatars. But the very first step is just take it, copy it, send it. It's that simple. It's that simple. And like Ricka did, she shared the results and then gave her a few little tweaks, make these changes, and then say this week, 100K is worth of business. But the first step is get it out there. Get through that mental block, guys. It, it is as simple as it sounds. The testing's been done. But, yeah, we're going to need to tweak it. And you do that by sharing the results, sharing the metrics. So hopefully that's made that, that clear around the, the templates. Uh, Natasha, um, well, Keith, pretty much you're awesome. Um, James, it's been the best hot seat ever. Um, same for Tanner, uh, Rachel. Well, basically, lots of love for you, Keith. Guys, let's do this then. Let me just um, – we've had two and a half hours now, Keith's time. Let's do this then. Any final questions, anything I've missed, let me know. Um, Dan, you put a question mark in, in the chat box. Let me know if I missed your question or didn't answer it fully or Keith didn't answer it fully. Let me know we've got that covered. So, guys, two things. Number one, any final questions to Keith, put it in the chat box now. Um, do know the, re- the remote side of things we're going to go through in detail. Sounds like you guys are hungry for that, which is awesome. Number two um, – how much love we got for Keith in terms of sharing he has done today. Uh, as I say, the, the feedback's been, been outstanding around this, Keith. So thank you again. So, guys, 
Number one, any final questions, anything we've missed? If I've missed your question, put it in the chat box. Number two, um, the love for the man himself. Very nice, very kind. If anyone's got any space tickets. We've got a couple of people, um, one or two, in, let me see, well, 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 Denise is in the States, um, Marcus is da- uh, down under. I don't think they... Um, space yeah. is a huge club in Europe. It's a big... Um, well, a very, very famous um, institution. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. Well, look, if anyone me, I know you said that you don't necessarily want people coming reaching out to me, Andy, but I honestly don't mind that. Um, you know, my LinkedIn profile, I always connect with people. If they want any specific questions, I'll certainly help. Um, but if it's going to be stuff that is general, like this session, then you know, it'd be wise just to stick to this session because I think we cover most things in this anyway. Yeah, and if you've got any questions about the remote stuff, guys, please do this. Please, and I'm going to actually request this from everyone, please don't reach out to Keith before the session because chances are you've got a really good question. And Keith, if you could do me the favor of if someone does connect with you and they say, can you yeah. tell me how you're doing this with the um, whatever format of the remote side of things, it'd be really cool if you could say, listen, can you just hold off for X amount of days or whatever it is, you know, I speak after us about when that will be. Um, because the question you've got, someone else is thinking, uh, and so, you know, you've got to, was it today, the 20th September, and, you know, you live in, so we can wait just a little bit longer for that. So that'd be cool, guys. If you could do that, it'd be really appreciated. Um, right. So Natasha, Mark, Rachel, Casey, basically loads of love coming for you, Keith. Um, cool. Great. Thank you, everybody. Awesome stuff. Well, in that case, Keith, thank you again. Um, welcome. I'm, I'm going to ping you a message afterwards. And, uh Okay. Let's connect. And uh, if you think about this, you know, the if you think about the remote side of things, step one, two, three, four, five, just start getting your mindset in that way. I'll send you a message, a video after the call. Um, but yeah, it's been of that much value. We need another one, which is brilliant. So, uh, Keith, okay. thank you so much, Keith. So I'm going to. Um, uh, all right. Awesome, sir. Thanks, Keith. Take care. Yes, bye. Bye, bye. That's Keith. Um, quite a few of you saying that's the best seat we've had, which is. Um, which is awesome stuff. Thanks for the general sharing. Diana loves a hot seat. Hey, Pete, how you doing? We've not spoken for a while. Been at least... Some metrics, Pete. Must be at least six weeks now, is it? Okay, guys. Thanks for the awesome feedback for Keith there. That's outstanding. Um, let's do this then. Number one, I want to make sure anything that we've not covered off, you think, oh, didn't ask that, put it in the chat box now. Then number two, anything you want me to help in your business, put it in the chat box now. Um, now, I know we've got KC coming on the call. We're going to have a chat with KC. He's up very late around his business now about his next focus. If Ryan is there, let me see. No worries, Taylor. Awesome, good stuff, John. Okay, guys, so let's do this then. Anything you want me to review in your business, anything you want me to look at now, if you're thinking about, right, next 30 days, shit, what am I doing? Now's the time to put it in the chat box. So what questions have you got I can help you with? KC, let me know. Do you have a mic, a headset on, and you're ready to go, and we'll get you on? Okay, Mark, let me just double check one second.
Okay, Mark, check your email. Got it. If you want to come on the call now, let's get you on the call and let's go through that right now. Let's unmute KC. Hey, KC, you're unmuted, but it looks like your microphone's not working. It's grayed out. So maybe you want to re-plug it in or, or dial in. Hi, Andy. Hey, KC, how you doing? I'm good. You there, KC? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, good. So everyone, can we hear KC? So KC, just let us know what time is it for you? Whereabouts in the world are you? And um, what colour shoes are you wearing? Um, okay, I'm, uh, it's now 11.40. I'm in KL, Kuala Lumpur. And yeah, I'm uh, still in my emperor's suit. <laughs> no, I'm dressed, I'm dressed. Good. So everyone can hear KC. Awesome. Loud and clear. Wonderful. Let's do this then. So um, tell me what you need help with and what you want to leave the call with right now. So what are you working on and what do you want to leave with? Okay. I think, Andy, it started about a couple of days back. I was asking you about um, the need to build a signature system. But then um, you guide me to the right track of looking at my data sets again my candidates uh, database and my client database and we did a bit of uh, tabulation and you asked me a question about what's my plan to close the gap. So I think immediately my needs is uh, to concretely drive the activities that can lead to client generation. Um, because I've done part of it which is tagging and cleaning up my list of connections which is about 8,000 names. Um, so now the next stage is how to build on it how to close the gap and what to do with it next. Okay, so let's get um, some some clarity here. So the 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 eight thousand is what? What's the total size? Um, so the gap is ABC and what are you looking to do in the next thirty days? Just give me a bit of clarity what we're actually looking to do here, okay KC? Okay. Um basically the next thirty days I, I need to build beyond the eight thousand naming list that I have for yep. my existing connections. Yep. Um, also, as I do that, I need to know what are the natures that I, I need to focus on. I think I, I share with you one of the main areas that I definitely need to focus on is on the digital marketing space, uh, let it be end user or agencies. Um, also, natures like finance as a profession and skills. Uh, so these are the two main ones that I need to build on. Um, because my situation now in Malaysia is I find that the pipeline is... Uh, slowing down. So from beginning until now, to be honest, I have done a lot on candidate generation activities, but I have not really consciously done anything to proactively bring in client leads. So this is one area that I, I, I need to focus on immediately. Okay, so we need client leads, correct? Yeah. And we need correct, client, client leads in, in what marketplace? In digital marketing or where are we looking? Yeah, in digital marketing uh, as one of them, yeah. Okay, good. So let's do this then. Just take me through, let's go through a very quick diagnostic. So in the digital marketing space, how many potential clients are there, roughly? Um, let, me, let me get back to my file. Just give me a second. Yeah. Uh, I think based on my tabulation in terms of uh, 
candidate pools, there's about uh, 9,000 over of them in Malaysia. Uh, this are uh, from the level of managers and above. Is this candidates for clients? Is this candidates? Um, this is candidates, yeah. Okay, but you need the clients. You need clients to... The clients is about uh, 1,500 of them. Okay. And, so, yeah, but, and, you, uh, but you need clients right now, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we need clients. Focus on the clients then. So 1,500. How many of those 1,500 do you have right now? Details. I got about uh, 300 plus of them. Okay, it's called 300 and be pessimistic. It's got a gap of 1,200. Okay, um, those 300, what have you done with them? Those 300, what have you actually done with them? Have they gone through double R, double uh, have you, um, what, What's happened? Have you phoned them up and been annoying? Have you, um, uh, uh, I have not done anything with them at all, to be honest. Uh, okay, good. So far, all my double R campaign is on candidate generations. Okay. Um, I have, so I have not done any proactive marketing to this 300 packs of them. Okay. Um, because I only started doing this uh, analysis on the client and the candidate for the last uh, two days. <laughs> okay, good. So, but let's make yeah. sure I've got this on point so I haven't assumed anything. We need clients now, correct? Correct, that's correct. Okay, good. Let's focus on the first constraint then. So let's not focus on um, you know, the other sub-niches, etc. Let's focus on digital marketing and get, get this on point straight away. So there's 1,500 clients, correct? Correct. We've got 300 in our database now, so we've got 1,200 gap. Those, those 1,200, are they on LinkedIn? Are they on another search engine? Um, where, where are they? <laughs> Um, this is uh, 100% on LinkedIn okay. for Malaysia. Okay, so if we did the following then, if we could get um, all 1,500 then, and we could get their contact details, and then if we could put 1,500 through double R, double R, and let's be really pessimistic and say we only got 10% back and say we've got 150 um, clients come back and reply to us, and half were yes, half were no, that's going to give us 75 yeses, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, if we look at um, Keith's stats um, or A and other stats, they might improve, they might be less. Um, but really, this breaks down just to a little bit of focus case here, I think. So we need to do the following. Um, the first 300, those 300, let's put to double R, double R now. Okay. Okay, let's, let's use two templates two templates and send to 50. So template A, template B. So select two templates and send out to um, 50 of one, 50 of the other. So just the 100. Does that make sense? Yeah. Number two, you send me the results. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's something we could do in the next day or so, isn't it? Yes. Yep. If you can do that, send me the results, then we can see very quickly what we've got to work with. You know, is it... Um, is it uh, Something we can scale, is it something we need to improve the conversions, or A, another? We, we don't know. But send it out. So that's the first thing. Get those 100 out. Does that make sense? Yep. In parallel, we've got a gap of 1,200. So this 1,200 we need to get built. So on last week's session, we went through a step-by-step -step process to build up the 1,200. Mm -hmm. So um, if you click on New inside the Members area and you go to that workbook, there's Step 1, do this. Step 2, do this. Step 3, do this. Step 4. Get your VA to build this up. Now, 1,200, they should be able to do in, well, maximum, maximum um, two weeks. So we, we were looking at around about 3,200 for a month, and we did push them hard. So maximum two weeks, but um, chances are you'll be able to get 300 to 500 in the next seven days. So if you can get those, those first 
that first test hundred into WRWR now. So you can come back to me in the next few days, Sandy, we've done it. And um, these are the metrics. We can look at what we can scale. Okay. So you put a hundred in and we can see, right, this works, that doesn't work. Then we've got another 200 we can use straight away. Now in the background, if we can build up this other 1200 and say do 300 to 500 in the next seven days, we can add those in next week. And then I am as much as I can be certain without knowing the data, without knowing the client and all the variables involved, um, you're going to get activity coming in. You're going to get client activity. So if we think about the constraint right now, um, maybe in your head, because the way you are, Casey, which is really, um, you're really thoughtful, which I love, and you're very, um, what's the word? You want to add value all the time. You want to make sure you're doing things right. So we might be thinking, shit, but we haven't done the constant canon around these clients. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. I get where your mindset might be. Um, trust me on this. Yeah. The first constraint is let's get you clients in this area, okay? Let's get these inbound leads happening. Then what we can do next, once we've got the 1,500 leads to use, then we can do some cool stuff with them. But first of all, let's get them into double R, double R. Let's start to get you some, some clients and get you paid. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if we look at the steps then, it's really quite simple. Um, number one, you've got 300 existing leads. Put two lots of 50 through now, so that's 100. Put them through. You're going to send me the results. So once you send out those two lots of 50, Sandy, this is the opens, the reply. These are the conversations. We've got X amount of business or we've got um, whatever the outcome is going to be. So once you've got those two lots of 50, you're going to share them with me. You can share, share the templates with me, okay? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yep. In the background. Technically, once, once, I, once I do this right for, for the digital, I can just emulate this for another niche that I... I, a- I absolutely, Casey. Absolutely, Casey. Um, as we just yeah. said with Keith, it is as simple as it sounds. It really, really is. Um, you know, we're, we're adding a, a new part to our business now, which is, which is done for you. And we're going to start doing this for, for clients because it's as simple as it sounds. But the payoff is huge. Um, you know, it, it really is as simple as it sounds. Um, and I, I don't know how more transparent I can make it. It's If you go through the, the session last week, so it's how to build a data set. Your VA can do that. If you go through RRR, do the two sets of 50, share the results with me. Then um, and then I can tell you from there. So when you share the metrics, if they both suck, then we have to do something. We have to look at what's gone out. If they both do awesome, what's converted highest? If they um, – we don't know yet. But uh, if you get yep. that out there, I, I just you're going to get you're going to get the activity, you're going to get the inbound. It's going to happen. But we we must make it happen, though. So what that means is number one, you must get that first hundred done, and number two, you must build up that gap yep. of twelve hundred. And it it really is as simple as it sounds, Casey. Do not overthink it, okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. So just focus on this. Um, worry about the rest, the rest later about the systems and the content. Uh, yeah, the, the, the signature system, the, the, the content, all that. Yeah. Leave it for now. Yeah. The, the constraint in your business right okay. now it is, you know, the constraint right now is. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah you, it's, it's here. We, we yeah. need to get. We need to get clients. Yeah. And down here, it's going to be. Okay. It's going to be um, signature system. And down here, it's going to be content. But this is the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get these these clients clients happening. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. So, any questions on that, KC? Um, regarding pulling through the two sets of 50-50 through the double double, I can refer back to the uh, to the double double templates, right? Yeah, the the, the 
www.template templates. Yeah, yeah they're, they're um, literally go to yeah. the, the template builder and uh, you you literally yeah. choose um, you, you choose them in there. So there's I think it's five, five of each. Yeah. yeah, there's five of each. Um, tweak them to fit them, yeah. and also Keith's templates are in there. And this is a um, yeah. a word document. In it, 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 I know it's we can't process this in our brains, but it's it's it literally is a copy and paste job and tweak it. Um, uh, okay. So we, we we tested this so many. Well, it's thousands and thousands of emails. We tested it before we gave it to you. So um, it's, it's there. But when you've got two lots of 50, you're going to share the results with me, and then we're going to see what we scale, what we improve, and then we're going to get from maybe 20% up to 40%, up to 50%, and that's what we're going to do. Okay? Okay. All right. Make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Good man. Okay, Casey. Well, listen, um, share those metrics with me. Any questions around the templates or implementation, just send to me in a circle out, okay? Okay. Good man, KC. All right, thanks. Cool. So go make it happen. Simple as it is. Build the data set up, get the first hundred done, and then we're on we're on we're on target, okay? Okay. Good man. All right, KC, listen, uh, I look forward to getting your email and uh, yeah, let's make this next phase happen. All right, speak so. Take care, KC. Bye bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye bye. That's KC, our um our man in Malaysia. So let me look at the, the questions. So let me just have a quick double check. So anything you want me to go over, anything you want me to review, put in the chat box now. Um, Rachel, if you want to email it to me right now, I'll happily go through that live right now if you want me to. Tana, no worries. Um Marcus, not sure what you mean by. Oh, sorry. The, the this is um, double S signature system. That's what this means. So that's one of Casey's um, activities at the moment. He's building up his, his signature system. So yeah, that's. It, it does look. Like, it is a double G, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sig system. That's what that is. So how to sell your high price services? How to sell your signature system is the session you need for that. But yeah, it's double S, not double G. John, cool stuff. Okay, guys. Rachel, no worries. I'll send you a video instead. That's not a problem. Okay. So, guys, any questions around anything we discussed today? Any feedback? Anything you want me to go over? Anything you want me to help you with now? Have you got a microphone you want to come on the call? You want to ask a question about your business, about your next 30 days, your next 90 days? Indeed, do you want to plan out the next 90 days now on the call? Absolutely awesome. Just put in the chat box now. And indeed, I'd actually like to do more of that. Um, older members have been with us two years plus. You know that what we did at, going back a couple of years, we had a, a secondary session each week whereby on that session, it was all about you guys coming with questions. So the session was literally open up, bang, question. And then you come on the call and uh, I was specking out on the iPad and it was, Andy, how do I do this? Or what's the next 30 days? Or I've got this problem or I've got this or can you review this? And it was all just live questions. And I loved it. It was really, really cool. And to be completely honest with you, I think it adds more value doing that because everyone can see and everyone can see the uh, the questions being asked, but also what other people do in their business. And I, it worked really, really well. And I really, really enjoyed it being selfish, but everyone got to see what other people were doing and they asked those questions. Um, and I think it'd be of great value to have that. 
but it means you guys coming forward and asking the questions and not being shy. Indeed, Mark. <laughs> All right, guys, in that case, then, I'm going to wrap up the call. So um, next week's Inner Circle Call. As you guys know, I, uh, I'm here every single week. And I do say in summer, I'm going to have two weeks off, but I always tend to make it the Inner Circle happen. Uh, next week's Inner Circle Call is going to move to Monday. It's going to be next Monday because we are um, going to wait for a – for a break and this is one I've been told by my wife where I cannot be doing a call while I'm away so the inner circle call will be on the Monday next week um, so you guys know now I need to be in touch with you and give you the details um, but just to recap it's going to be on the Monday same time but on the Monday next week so just put that in your diary now for those of you who've asked about Keith and the remote sessions Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Rachel. Absolutely cool. For those who asked about Keith, rather, the remote recruiters, there will be a separate session on that, as I said before. So we'll be going through that on a separate session. So all the questions you've got, I really urge you just to keep it tight and keep your powder dry just for now. We're going to reach out to Keith and see when we get that in. By the sounds of it, the sooner the better because um, you guys are hungry for it. But today sounds like it's been one of the best um, hot seats we've had to Keith, thank you once again. Everyone on the call, thank you for the engagement. Thank you for the awesome questions. For those of you who've got questions around the next phase, um, email me in a circle app. Next 30 days, in a circle app. If you've got the process not working, in a circle app. So in a circle at recruitmentmarketinginternational.com. So that's it, guys. I'm going to wrap up the call, and I'll speak to you all. And once again, thank you, Keith. Take care, guys, and have an awesome rest of the day. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.